Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your evening slash early morning. Fired up for tonight's show. I'll tell you this. I'm so fired up. There are half-eaten Cheez-Its still in my mouth. That's right. Took a big fistful and... Just means it's going to be a tremendous show. I won't get graphic on you, but, uh, you know, I still have some uh, bits and pieces still floating around in there. I think it's going to make for a great show this evening. Very much looking forward to it. So a lot to do here. I want to start with the bozos of the sports world. That's right. You know who the bozos of the sports world are right now? That would be the Arizona Cardinals. Complete clown show over here. So let's go through just a couple morsels here. And there's a full seven-course meal of this thing. But just a couple of things at the beginning that I think are important. So by now, you're probably fully aware that the Arizona Cardinals initially put in a clause in Kyler Murray's contract. The clause said that the quarterback needs to do at least four hours of independent study for the team's next game. So we're talking studying film, that kind of thing. Four hours during the week on his own. Well, it uh, caused quite the reaction. <laughs> a lot of people that had a lot to say. It looked Kyler. It made Kyler Murray look like he was a slacker. Made him look bad. So, of course, there's going to be a reaction of like, whoa, when have you ever heard about something like this before? What's going on here? And the Cardinals buckled. The angry mob came looking for him, and they said, okay, okay, all right, we've taken the claws out. 
It's out of the contract. Are you okay now? Please don't hate us. They look weak and they look stupid. Now, there are a couple of things to take away from this. A couple of lessons to be learned. One, you got to have foresight in life. This is a crazy violation of the foresight clause of this whole thing. Arizona didn't have any. As a professional franchise, you've got to have the ability to see how things are about to unfold before they actually unfold. The Cardinals have no ability to do this whatsoever. How could the Cardinals think the reaction wouldn't be what it is. Of course it was going to be a big deal. You made your own quarterback look bad. You made him look like a corner cutter. And the other thing to take away from this, in life, the Cardinals, I don't don't know if you realize, the Cardinals are just, they're preaching life lessons over here. They're a great example of what not to do. (laughs) Okay? The other thing that you should not do which the Arizona Cardinals are in great violation of. Uh, What you should do is consider worst-case scenario. What did the Cardinals do? They only considered the best-case scenario. Now, here's the thing. It's great to be positive in life. It's great to be optimistic, be hopeful, right? Upbeat, all those things. But only thinking about the best-case scenario can come back to bite you. And that's what happened with the Arizona Cardinals. My best guess as to what they might have been thinking, I think they're just considering best-case scenario. They're thinking, hey, we'd like Kyler Murray to prepare more for these upcoming games. So here's what we do. Let's put a clause in the contract. Hopefully, he'll study more because of this clause. That's a win. And if he doesn't, well, then we're protecting ourselves. And that's a win. We might have course of action here, but that's best case scenario thinking. This is the benefit of considering the worst case scenario. If you consider the worst case scenario and had foresight, you might have a couple of thoughts run through your brain if you're the Arizona Cardinals of, what if this clause is publicized? What if more people besides us and Kyler and his agent know about it? What if a lot of people freak out and have a huge problem with it? What if Kyler Murray looks like a slacker and the next thing you know, he's got to do press conferences sticking up for himself and trying to clear his good name? (laughs) Those are all worst-case scenarios. If you consider the worst-case scenario, I don't think Arizona does this. And what they did, they ruined their own party. That's what it comes down to. The contract negotiation should have been the hard part, right? It's this tedious process. Kyler Murray scrubs all things Arizona Cardinals from his Instagram. The Cardinals say, ah, we want to extend Kyler. This is a process. They haven't done it yet. It's dragging out. Then they finally give the contract extension. And yay, happy times. This is the good part. This is the celebration. Nope, not so fast. Instead, the Cardinals put in a study clause, it gets out, it's publicized, and they ruin their own party. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> think about that. This is party time. 
This is all, like all the BS of a negotiation. Well, we want to give you this. Well, we want this. Well, we think you deserve this. Well, I think I deserve more. All of that stuff. It's finally over. The I's are dotted. The T's are crossed. All that's behind you. Time to move forward. Nope. Nope. Not so fast. The clause gets out and the party is ruined. That is how not to do things. <laughs> like Have better foresight. Think about the worst case scenario. There is a great benefit in thinking that way, right? Just consider it. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. Now we get to the next phase of this. So on the heels of the Kyler Murray independent study clause, (laughs) I can't even believe that's a thing they came up with. But anyway, on the heels of this, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, he's asked about, the way black quarterbacks are criticized compared to white quarterbacks and how they're criticized. You ever see, um, you ever watch like the Kentucky Derby or, you know, and the announcer says, and they're off. This is how I feel like. The Arizona Cardinals had this clause and now it's starting to build, starting to build and build. And we're off. Now we're talking about race and how black QBs are viewed compared to white QBs and, I thought Patrick Mahomes had a couple of interesting comments here. So here's what Mahomes had to say about the difference in how race impacts how quarterbacks are viewed. The black quarterback has had a battle to be in this position that we are, to have this many guys in the league playing. And I think every day we're proving that uh, we should have been playing the whole time. We've got guys that think think uh, just as well as they can use their athleticism. And so uh, it, it always is weird when you see guys like me, Lamar, Kyler, kind of get that on them and other guys don't. But at the same time, we're going to go out there and prove ourselves every day to show that we can be some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Okay. I think the way I hear it, there are two sections to this. First section, I'm in total agreement. Total agreement. Like what Patrick Mahomes is doing, what some other black quarterbacks are doing, they are proving that they should have had opportunities a long time ago. It shows that some of the thinking way back when of this position is just too advanced. It was just, it was brain dead thinking. It really was. I mean, that those thoughts have been completely blown out of the water. So the first part of what Mahomes is saying is, is true. The second part, when he says about the three quarterbacks, himself, Kyler Murray, and Lamar Jackson, here's that second part for you again. It always is weird when you see guys like me, Lamar, Kyler, kind of get that on them and other guys don't. But at the same time, we're going to go out there and prove ourselves every day to show that we can be some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Okay, this is where he loses me. Look, this is not a race thing. This is a quarterback thing. Like, white quarterbacks are criticized heavily also. It's not just a black quarterback thing. It's not like Lamar, and look, There have been critics of Lamar Jackson. There have been people that have criticized Kyler Murray. Guess what? Welcome to being an NFL quarterback. That's just what happens. If you look at some of the white quarterbacks, I mean, you don't have to go back too far, but immediately I think of about a guy, Tony Romo. Tony Romo was ripped mercilessly. And I think... A lot of the criticism was warranted, and I think a lot of the criticism was completely over the top. Tony Romo had a very good career. He was a good quarterback. 
But he didn't do a lot of winning in the postseason. He had some shortcomings, and he was just a pinata. Ripped just mercilessly. Now, if we bring it back to modern day, think about the reigning back-to-back MVP. Think about a guy who's won four MVPs, Aaron Rodgers. Has Aaron Rodgers just been put on a pedestal this whole offseason? Aaron Rodgers has gotten criticized heavily for losing again at home in the playoffs, this time to the 49ers. I've heard many criticisms of Rodgers, who again won another MVP. So it's not like these guys are immune to it. Another good example is Carson Wentz. Now, before you say, well, Brian, he stinks. Of course he deserves to be criticized. But let's think about this for a second. If we're doing a tale of the tape here between Wentz and Lamar Jackson. Okay, Lamar Jackson won an MVP. Lamar Jackson hasn't gotten it done in the postseason. Uh, Carson Wentz, he was on course to win an MVP, tore his ACL. It didn't happen. But he most likely would have won one. He had a strong season, was the toast of the town, until he got hurt, and then this play started to slip going forward. You look at last season. Answer this question. Who got ripped more? Was it Lamar Jackson or was it Carson Wentz? It was Carson Wentz by a landslide. Do you realize Carson Wentz put up better numbers? Look at the passing numbers. They're not even close. Carson Wentz was ripped way worse, (laughs) way more than Lamar Jackson was. You look at Lamar, let's just a couple of numbers here. Lamar, lower passer rating. Lamar, 16 touchdowns, 13 picks. Carson Wentz, better passer rating. 27 touchdowns, 7 picks. So let's say he's... Let's do the differential. So Wentz had 11 more touchdown passes, six fewer interceptions. And he got ripped way more than Lamar Jackson. I don't want to hear it. It's just not accurate. Like, listen, black quarterbacks have to put up with critics. White quarterbacks have to put up with critics. It's just the way it goes in the NFL. It's not a white-black thing. It's a quarterback thing. Big Ben was ripped like crazy the last couple of years. Ah, he's a pea shooter arm. Can't get the ball downfield. A lot of these criticisms are valid. But the point is, they're getting ripped also. Think about a guy like Tom Brady. Tom Brady has critics. Tom Brady has won seven rings and still has critics. My guy, Rob Parker, I love him to death. He rips Tom Brady like Tom Brady stole something from him. Okay? Like, this idea that it's race, it's just not. White quarterbacks get ripped. Black quarterbacks get ripped. So this is where it's starting to get into the territory of, okay, uh, you're starting to lose me on this. And look, there was thinking that was completely wrong. And Mahomes, his first point is completely valid. Like, black quarterbacks have had to prove that they belong and they've had to prove some misconceptions are not actually true like it's too advanced for them I wish that never happened but guess what that happened a long long time ago the thinking has changed no one's sitting there thinking that's too advanced for Mahomes has disproven that Russell Wilson has disproven that Lamar Deshaun Watson where he's on the field they've Disproven that. So we don't think like that anymore. Anybody with half a brain doesn't think like that anymore. Anybody with half a brain didn't think like that way back when. But, right? But especially now, 
compared to then. And it's like some of that we got to let go and move forward here. I just don't think and I won't believe that any criticism that a black quarterback faces is simply because they're black. I don't buy that at all. It's because they're NFL quarterbacks and all these guys, white or black, are put directly under the microscope and dissected. All their moves are dissected. That's the way it goes. All right, your comments more than welcome. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. How about those Arizona Cardinals? Good Lord. Wow. <laughs> they put this clause in a contract and we have topics for months. That's <laughs> the way it's working out. If you have any comments on this or beyond, feel free to check in. 877-99 on Fox. Also on Twitter, where you can reach me, at The No Show. Always available for you over there. Uh, coming up next, I want to get to a comparison. If we're looking at uh, clauses here, just a- another layer to this whole thing. It's just funny how one clause seemed to set the world on fire and another clause, it, it, we didn't even shrug our shoulders, right? So there are reasons for that. I'll get to it right around the corner. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center. Center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. I'll get out to the phones here momentarily. Real brief. Quick comparison here. I really think it's interesting how the Zion Williamson clause, what the reaction is to that compared to the reaction for the Kyler Murray clause. So Zion Williamson's contract, it came out that there is a combined weight and body fat percentage clause. So it's got to be below 295. So his combined weight and body fat percentage got to be under 295. 
there hasn't been a whole lot of conversation about that. Right? I haven't heard anything like this. How can they do this? Like this is to embarrass Zion Williamson. This is borderline racism, right? It hasn't been anything like that. Right? Why is that? Because you can see. You can see that Zion Williamson is he's ballooned from time to time. He's had weight issues. Might need to stop eating a beignet from time to time, right? Like we can see it. And so with Kyler Murray, we we can't see it the same way. We we can't see what he's doing at home and if he's in his uh, you know, if he's studying film, if he's looking at the upcoming opponent. Um I, here's the thing, man. I think Kyler Murray is certainly doing some work. To his point, you can't just wake up 5'10", stroll out of bed, and perform at an NFL level where you're going to get $160 million in guaranteed cash. you got to put work in. So I don't think he's doing nothing, but do I think that he could be doing more than he is already doing? Yeah, I think that absolutely could be the case. But the issue is, we don't see it. We can't see it like we can see Zion Williamson's weight. And so because we don't see what Kyler Murray is or isn't doing in his free time, if he's, you know, studying film or what have you, I think then it becomes, well, it's this guessing game, right? And then I think you are filling in the blanks with what you're assuming is or isn't the case, and, and that's where we get off. That, that's where we start to get away from what the reality might be. Right, I think that's the case here. But I do think it's interesting how Zion's clause for the weight issues, the reaction for that greatly differs than the reaction of the clause for Kyler Murray's independent study. Uh, There's a reason for that. (laughs) You can see the need for the clause for Zion Williamson. You might not see the need for the clause with Kyler Murray because we don't know what the heck this guy's doing in his off time. All right, let me get out to the phones. A lot of people want to chime in. Let's go to uh, Lamar is over in Kansas City. Wants to check in. I'm interested to hear this. What's going on, Lamar? Not much. How are you doing this evening? Good, bud. All right. So your 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 theory's all messed up, bro. So you have a black quarterback who they say needs to do more independent study, and then you try to compare Carson Wentz, his being lambasted last season, to Lamar Jackson not. You lost eight running backs in preseason for the Ravens. Your injuries were up. So no one's going to fault your quarterback for not being able to win games when your depleted roster and Carson Wentz's roster was full of people. So full therefore, people. that comparison, wrong. And then Tyler Murray can't study film, but no one says anything about any of the white quarterbacks that have failed. No one brings up the Johnny Menzels and any of those people not being able to film study. But the black quarterbacks have always been traded and treated like, oh, maybe they can't play quarterback. Maybe we should make them a wide receiver or a running back. You don't hear that about the white Did you hear that with Mahomes? All. We tried to convert Mahomes into a wide receiver. We tried to convert yeah. Russell Wilson into a wide receiver. Like We don't do that with everybody, man. You did it with Lamar Jackson. You did it with Deshaun Watson. You've done it with countless black quarterbacks. What white quarterback? When was Deshaun Watson turning into a wide receiver? When, I missed that part. When was he? Yeah, that was 
coming out of Clemson. They were talking about making him a wide receiver. Who was talking about making Deshaun Watson after beating Alabama in a national championship game? Who was talking about him being a wideout? The pundits, air quote. But you, you have to tweet me white, a couple of columns from those pundits because that, that was not a thing, man. He beat but Alabama as a quarterback. He was outstanding at Clemson. What white quarterback does they ever talk about changing position? Not Say a that one. Again? Well, what I white quarterback have we talked about changing position? We have talked about that before. We've talked Ooh, about guys. Name one. Name one white Eric quarterback. Crouch, Eric Crouch at Nebraska. He was this option quarterback, and immediately it was like make him a wideout because he he wasn't a he wasn't an NFL quarterback. It's happened. Twenty before. years ago, Eric Crouch. Yeah, dude, you asked me to give you an example. I did, I did, I did. I didn't think Eric Crouch was going to be the one, but there it is. But there aren't a whole lot else. of white receivers in the NFL. That's the thing. So you're not going to have a whole lot of <laughs> white quarterbacks. Like, let's make him a whiteout. We got a lot of those in the NFL. That's not going to be a thing, typically. I'm just saying, you don't hear it for the other people, but you want to you wanna ride that the Lamar Jackson thing is all wrong or the Kyler Murray thing is all It's not a racist issue. Take Pat Mahomes just the other day. One unnamed source said, oh, he plays street ball. That's not fair. How is that fair when he rolls out like Josh Allen rolls out and throws the ball? Well, hey, listen, I, ball? I no, I think no. this. I think no. Listen to this though, Lomar. I think that that term is kind of interesting. Like eh, I don't know about the term, but I immediately think about Ben Roethlisberger and what you heard about him is he's playing sandlot football. You heard that a lot. It's not automatically a diss. It doesn't. You saw Ben. Ben's the one. You don't have other quarterbacks getting labeled that. When Allen rolls out, it's, oh, he's making a play. If Mahomes rolls out, oh, he's playing street ball. If Lamar rolls out and runs, oh, he's playing street ball. It's not a diss, though, man. That's the thing. You're always taking offense to something. You're you're automatically assuming it's a diss when it's not automatically a diss. Yeah, but the connotation of street ball or oh, they're just playing for the 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 hood and things like that that people say <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. I just think this, man. I think all quarterbacks are criticized. We can flip it around and kind of dissect the criticism, but to make it sound like we're just zeroing in on these black quarterbacks and ah, oh, these white quarterbacks, ah, eh, they're just getting a pass, you know, like yeah. They can do what they want. It, it doesn't work. All these quarterbacks, white or black, are under the microscope. And a lot of them, they're all criticized. And a lot of them, white or black, are overly criticized. It absolutely happens. All right, more of your calls right around the corner. We do have to pass the baton to a friend of ours right here. He's a man who spells his first name incorrectly, but we still love him. His name is Brian Fenley with us tonight. What's going on, B. Fenley? Well, Brian with a Y happens to be a little bit more rare, so consider that a little bit more valuable. Consider it a little bit more significant in that there's an extra lore to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see where I'm going with that? 
But anyway, Brian, it's always good to be on the show with you. I want some dollar-dollar bills. (laughs) Oh, gosh. On that note, according to ESPN, the NBA is taking a little look into what the 76ers potentially have been doing, and that is tampering this summer when they got James Harden to return on a pay reduction in order to make room to sign P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. As far as Major League Baseball, the Astros clobber the Mariners 11-1, and Houston starting hurler Justin Verlander won seven and two-thirds innings, five hits allowed, five strikeouts, one earned run. He picks up the win. But Seattle has some reinforcements coming in what is Mariners in a trade getting righty all-star pitcher Luis Castillo from the Reds who get four players in exchange. The Padres devour the Twins 10-1, five home runs for San Diego. And according to reports, San Diego is rumored to be working on re-signing pitcher Joe Musgrove to a five-year $100 million deal. The Dodgers crack down on the Rockies 5-4. Julio Urias improves to 10-6 on the season. How about those Braves as they shelled the Diamondbacks 5-2? Austin Riley had a home run and three RBI. And Kyle Wright, the starting pitcher for Atlanta, notching his 13th win of the season. That leads the National League. The Brewers are winners against the Red Sox 4-1. The the Guardians won by that margin against the Rays. Aaron Judge with two home runs up to 41 on the season. That leads the Bigs on the way to a Yankee 11-5 win against the Royals. The Mets shake free of the Marlins 6-4. Brandon Nimmo with that go-ahead home run late in the ball game. As far as golf is concerned, through 36 holes and yesterday's, or yeah, I guess if you're on the West Coast, West Coast is still considered today's second round of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Through that round, Taylor Pendrith is your leader. Five birdies on his first seven holes on Friday. On to a 65. He has a one-shot lead over Tony Finau, who is 1,400 par solo second, so one shot off the pace, which is held by Pendrith at minus 15. And Hendrick Stenson is part of a share of the lead at the Live Golf event, which is happening this week, tied with Patrick Reed. Of course, Brian, as I send it back to you, Hendrick Stenson was supposed to be the European Ryder Cup captain, but then when he said he wants his money and he wants to get to the Live Tour and get those extra dollar-dollar bills, as we mentioned earlier, he was stripped of the captaincy. So he can no longer do that, and that's just, I guess, how it goes. But with that, let's get it back to a man who I would love to see what kind of golf game he sports. Oh, Brian, no. Oh, I don't. don't. Why not? (laughs) Ugly, man. Ugly. (laughs) Just pathetic. This is a true story. I'll tell you real fast, Brian Finley. So when I was doing local radio in Portland, okay, um, it was the. the Corn Ferry Tour mm-hmm. had a stop in Portland. So this is a big deal. This particular event, this was to get your tour card. And so we broadcasted out there for a day. And my producer at the time, a guy named Eric Ringering, he was like, I bet you can't like chip onto the green. And I don't know how far away, away <laughs> I was, but not far. And he's like, I'll give you 10, 10 attempts. I was nowhere close, dude. Not even close to getting it on the green. It was pathetic. Could you just throw the golf ball? Maybe you've got oh, a great arm. I, I mean, as a, I as could a do pitcher, that. yeah. 
I could do that, but no, I could not hit it with a golf club at all. So I, I played today with one of our employees, our colleagues, Big Mike here at, at, at Fox yeah. Sports Radio. And I love Mike, and he, he would probably allow me to say this, but we played one hole today. He put three in the water, had an 11 <laughs> on a par three. An 11 <laughs> on a par three. And Brian, when we look at the scorecard, he's like, I'm, I'm just going to put a six. No, just five no, strokes come below on, what man. I got. I mean, an eleven on a par three. We, we love you, Mike, but that certainly Brian was a sight That's to terrible. see. Terrible. That's terrible, right there. <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't believe it. You, uh, you ruined my evening with Big Mike <laughs> lying through his teeth on his scorecard. Um, by the way, let me get to the phones here momentarily. But just looking at we're having this Wentz versus Lamar Jackson debate, and my point is. Look, uh, Wentz did not have a a good season last year, but it was better than Lamar Jackson's season. And Wentz got twice the criticism that Lamar Jackson got. And so I heard from uh, Lamar in Kansas City, and he was like, well, look at the running backs. We're banged up. Uh, Let's look at the running game. Okay, so Jonathan Taylor's electric, but Colts number two in rushing last year. Ravens all the way down. Hold on, got to scroll down, scroll down, scroll. To number three in rushing. There was 61 yards of rushing, uh, uh, 61 yards of a rushing difference last year between the two teams. That's it. Colts were second, Ravens were third. And obviously, Lamar Jackson has a lot to do with the Ravens being number three in rushing. But this idea that, what, they were like 30th because they had a lot of banged up running backs? No, they were third in the NFL. They were fine. Like, I, I don't want to hear the excuses. Like, Lamar needed to be better last season, and he wasn't. That's a valid criticism. That has nothing to do with his color of skin or anything like that. Let me get out to, uh, let's go to our guy, Paul. Paul in Rhode Island has some thoughts for us, and uh, I'm curious what he thinks about this whole thing. What's going on, Paul? Brian, no. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, How are you? Um, And let me ask you something. First of all, I like to say always, always hi to all the eighteen wheelers and uh, and Bernie Fraddles and and all those other guys. Shout out Bernie Fratto, huh? You like Bernie? Fr- yeah, you know he can make you some money, you know. And Ben Maller and uh, and all the other guys at Fox. Listen, first of all, can before I start and act like a fool, uh, I'm sorry for the those Kentucky people. Uh, you're in our prayers. Embrace your families. If you know, it's a shame. They always get hit around this time of year uh, down in the Midwest. Uh, but I like to say, Spider Murray. I call him Spider Murray. He thinks he's little steps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to make fun of him. I swear to God, the guy is just a. He's got the hips of a Barry Sanders, which is my second team besides the Patriots. He is unbelievable, but. The problem he has, he's, I, I'm, I'm taking him second. But my, my Matthew Stafford, the Lions, are probably going to win that division. Uh, I think they knew what, what was his chemistry as, as far as practice and film and all that. I think they threw that out there knowing his habits. Can I say it that way? No. Knowing his habits? Yeah, not studying film. I mean, the guy just took off and began the season and towards the end, you know, the Cardinals were nothing before he got there. And the guy just sparked, but towards the end, he's not the only one. 
that tells you when you get into the playoffs that it just you just don't have it. You know, or you make the, the certain mistakes. It takes a team, okay? It's not just a quarterback. It takes a team. Well, it does. But, and look, Arizona, when they when DeAndre Hopkins got hurt, that was a huge deal for the Cardinals last year. There's no doubt. Correct. 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 The, do, you th- do you think that, that, uh, that they w- the Cardinals will come in second after my, my Matthew Stafford in first this year? I, I think the Niners take a step back this season. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. I, and the yes. Niners finished third place last year. Right, like yes, so. <laughs> thanks to you know, you know, you know why there was an extra California team in there <laughs> because Matthew Stafford threw a couple of interceptions. So that's why there was an extra team in there. I I, I totally uh, think that people forgot forgot that. Right? Am I correct? What were you talking about? Week eighteen uh, to get? Yeah, during the regular season, the reason the Forty ers got in there is because Matthew Stafford had a bad game against the Forty ers and Forty ers beat. The Rams, am I correct? Yeah, I, I know that for a fact. Uh, let me guess, uh, he, did he shout out the Raider Nation at the end? That I don't think he, we got him all, all the way to that point. We did get through 18. We got to the important part. 18 wheeler, wheelers, union workers, uh-huh. Bernie Frado, Matthew Stafford. What's, we got what's the, the walk-off, though, typically? It's, and don't sleep on the Raiders. Don't, he, he what's gets the, the end? He, he tries. The, the end is always just a shotgun blast of predictions. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like the... Uh, Oh, the and Spider Man on PTI or something. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. All good. All right. If you're on hold, stay right there. I'll get right to you. 877-99 on Fox. That's your phone number. Uh, coming up next, I want to get to this also. You might think I'm crazy for saying this. I think there is a change potentially in the NFL and college football that uh, you might see in the not too distant future. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm Brian. No, keep it. Li- There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back to right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. I've got a crazy idea that just might work. Just might work in the NFL, in college football. And I think you're going to hate it at first. But, uh, you know, if you open your mind, there, there, there might be something to it. Might be something to that. I'll get to it here momentarily. But uh, when people are on hold, I like to get to the people. You know, I don't like keeping you on hold while I just yak away into the night, you know? So let's get some, uh, let's get some interaction in here. We got uh, Andre over in Massachusetts wants to check in. What's going on, Dre? 
How you doing, Brian? Uh, good evening. Listen, this situation, I think, uh, with Kyler Murray, I don't think, to your point, it has to do about race, but what it has to do about, uh, I think the real issue with Kyler and the, the whole situation is it's really a referendum on why the heck the Arizona Cardinals have these underwhelming second half of the seasons. That's what this is about. And a lot of us point the finger at Cliff Kingsbury in terms of why they get off these fast starts. What, what he won three games, five games, and they won 11 games last year. But that second half of the season, they become predictable. Kyler throws more interceptions. And people are wondering, what the heck is going on? Now, you talk to some football analysts. I'm coming from the basketball tradition. They say it's because the Cardinals' offense is predictable. Kyler Murray, his running gun, you know, Texas Tech background. Uh, other teams got get a book and they can scheme. But them putting that in the contract, that turns the spotlight over to Kyler Murray. So I think that's a part of why he is so incensed in terms of why the Arizona Cardinals can't make that next step. It's, it's because of you, Kyler, and these ridiculous stories about playing Halo. Just a little quick aside. You know, that, all that stuff, none of that gets out when you're winning. I'm coming in here in Boston. They ran Terry Francona out of town years ago talking about uh, fried chicken and beer in the, in, the, uh, in the locker room. That's because they lost that, that, playoff, that, those, that playoff mm-hmm. game. When you win all the rest of this stuff, these little tertiary, these secondary stories, it, it, it's not a factor. It comes, so that's why, again, that's what I think it comes down to, to your point, it has nothing to do with race. And you make a good point that the correlation, you know, with kind of Kyler and, and Zion and this, this back and forth. Listen, Zion Williamson, this is a guy that number one overall pick, but he's looking like Greg Oden, right? You got Ja Morant there in terms of what Ja's doing in the ascension. Zion, you know, so I think that's why people have no problem. It's because for all the hype, you know, the Jordan brand sponsorship, he hasn't really produced too much. And the other guys in that draft have kind of taken off. So we're cool with that. But back to Kyler Murray, listen, at the end of the day, he needs to he, – he showed – the Arizona Cardinals showed what's going to happen if they, if they have a bad year this year. And it's the same thing that we see in Indianapolis. If there's an – you know, Kyler, if they don't make – you know, if they don't take that next step, whatever the case may be, Cliff Kingsbury, you're done. Okay. Yeah, no, he's done. He's definitely out of there. Hey, man, I appreciate you checking in, Dre. Let me go to Don in New Orleans real fast. What's going on, Don? You're on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good morning. Good, man. Uh, listen, you know, people forget about the fact, Terry Bradshaw, I'm going to go back here, right, in the 70s, early 70s. Terry Bradshaw started. You know who replaced Terry Bradshaw? Joe Gillum. Joe Gillum had a, had a really, really good run, but then he, he fell off the wagon, and then Terry Bradshaw came back. And then Chuck Noll thought Terry Bradshaw was like a yokel yokel, right? No tooth, and he couldn't think right, and he was a dumb idiot. And, you know, what did he do? Win four Super Bowls and two MVPs. So this whole race thing, yeah. forget it. I'm sorry. I'm over that It's a that good point. Stuff, and you right? remember this, Don. Remember what Hollywood Henderson, he said Bradshaw couldn't spell cat if you spotted him the C and the T. And exactly. Like, <laughs> the whole thing at the time, and it – yeah, it's look, man, there's been criticism dished out for, for both sides, whether it's white or black. And and look, man, I, I'm not an idiot. I realize that the histories are different. I'm not saying that they're equal. Um, there was no, again, ridiculous thought of the quarterback position is a little bit too advanced for a white QB. Nobody said that. Nobody thought like that. So it's not equal. There were those absurd thoughts that that was the case with black quarterbacks, and it never was. But present day, when we're looking at the criticism that all quarterbacks endure, 
it's not just Mahomes and Kyler and Lamar that are under the microscope and they're being criticized. All these dudes are. I I talked about Aaron Rodgers. He's a back-to-back MVP. He's won four of them. He's been ripped throughout the entire (laughs) offseason. They scored on their first drive against the Niners in the playoffs, and then they scored three points from that point on. Those are all fair criticisms, but he's been worked he has not escaped that criticism just because he's a white guy. Your comments, more than welcome, 877-99 on Fox. We'll get to those around the corner. And also, there's a reason why the clause was in there to begin with. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. Lots going on. Lots going on here. Now, I thought that Lincoln Riley made an interesting comment. So Lincoln Riley, now the head coach at USC. He was the head coach at Oklahoma when Kyler Murray was at OU. And so now that Kyler Murray has been in the news the last couple of days because of this study clause that was initially put in his contract that has been since taken out, Lincoln Riley weighed in on this issue about, hey, uh, Kyler Murray, was his work ethic a concern at Oklahoma at all? Here's what Lincoln Riley had to say about that. Yeah, it was a concern. Uh, It was a big concern. I was really concerned when I had him at OU that he was going to burn himself out every single day for three years. I, I never worried about him. Uh, and the amount of preparation he was putting into getting ready to play. In fact, I never worried about him when he was the backup quarterback. Um, I never worried about him when he was playing another sport. Uh, the guy is he's phenomenal. And uh, so now his, his work ethic, that's one thing I will never question. I love how he said that because he kind of he kind of hit you with a crossover. <laughs> like he was Allen Iverson or something back in the day. You thought he was going left and man, he hit you going right. And, uh, yeah, it sounded like it was, Oh gosh. So this was an issue at, at college. He, he wasn't preparing that. No, he was preparing too much in college. According to Lincoln Riley. I like how he handled that. And so now it's starting to go the other way. Now it's turning into Kyler Murray is just, He's a tireless worker. This guy, there's no amount of film he won't watch. (laughs) That type of thing. Look, here's the truth, man. He might need to do more. I wouldn't react as if the clause just came from nowhere. It's not tied to anything that has anything to do with reality whatsoever. Look, I think that there could be something to this. If you've read the actual language in the contract, this is interesting. I'll just read a a brief portion of it to you. This, again, is no longer in the contract because the Arizona Cardinals are spineless and because the angry mob was out, they buckled and said, okay, it's it's taken out. But, But initially, this was the contract language. Players shall not receive any credit for independent study with respect to any time periods during which any material is displayed on an iPad or other electronic device if A, player is not personally studying or watching the material while it is being displayed or played, or B, 
player is engaged in any other activity that may distract his attention. For example, watching television, playing video games, or browsing the internet while such material is being displayed or played. That's awfully specific. <laughs> it's like, it's so specific. It's, it's almost like, well, this might have happened before, right? I, I just don't think this falls from nowhere. Most rules, if you think about it, are in place because someone has done the act before. If it's like, no public urination, it's like, well, that's because somebody has whizzed all over the community before. You know what I'm saying? Like, speed limit 70. It's because someone has gone 162 on the highway, right? Like, that's the way it typically goes. So this idea that it comes from nowhere, I just don't buy it. I think the Cardinals are stupid for putting this in to begin with because it makes Kyler Murray look horrible. I don't know where the win is. It makes Kyler Murray look bad. It makes the Arizona Cardinals look bad. It was just stupid from the get-go. But to think that this comes from absolutely nowhere, I just don't buy that. This uh, interview that Kyler Murray did with the New York Times This was back in December, and it's being brought up again because it applies to this current clause that was initially in his contract. He said, I think I'm blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and just see it before it happens. I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. That's a quote from Kyler Murray. This is not Kyler Murray saying, oh, man, I watch film like crazy. I'm a film junkie. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to kill myself watching film. I just, I see what I need to see out there, and I make stuff happen. I don't need to watch film galore. So this idea that it just, the clause came from absolutely nowhere, I just don't buy that. But I think the Cardinals are stupid for putting that clause in the contract because, again, it makes them look bad. This is going to follow Kyler Murray around going forward. And that's the unfortunate thing here is, you know, why would you put your quarterback in that position? It's stupid. It's like you're working against your quarterback the way that it has unfolded. You know as well as I do, if Kyler Murray stinks in a game early in the season, which might happen, he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games. And all they have, although they have Marquise Brown over there, his former OU teammate, not having DeAndre Hopkins out there is a huge deal. That's what wrecked their season last year. So what if Kyler Murray stinks in an, a game early in the season? Maybe a lot of people like, I guess he wasn't studying this week. I guess he was on the sticks. Call of Duty. It's going to follow him around. So it was stupid for the Arizona Cardinals to put him in that position, no matter how true it might have been. And I think there's a big difference between Kyler doing nothing and not doing enough. Kyler had the press conference recently because he's trying to clear his good name, and I understand that, where he's like, it's disrespectful to think that I just... I'm paraphrasing. He's like, it's disrespectful to think I just roll out of bed at my size... And just perform at this level. There's a lot of preparation that goes into this. And I agree. I'm not saying he's doing nothing. But the Arizona Cardinals are thinking, yeah, but we would like him to do more. I think both can be true. But it's just turned into just, uh, we're off and running over here. I think it boils down to this. 
I think the Cardinals were morons, and I think, you know, coincidentally, they should have done their homework. <laughs> like That's what it comes down to. This isn't just about Kyler Murray and not doing enough homework or as much as the Cardinals would like him to do. These Arizona Cardinals should have done their homework, meaning having the foresight to understand how this was going to land if it ever became public. And now we're in this space, and they are retreating fast. Like, that's how you know they were stupid to begin with, is when someone's in full retreat mode, if they had a leg to stand on, they, they would stand on it. But they knew it was like, oh, gosh, we stepped in it. Uh, the, only, the only action is to reverse course over it. It just lets you know how they set themselves up from the beginning. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. I know a couple of people want to check in here. Let me see if uh, my guy Angry Bill is over there in Jacksonville. Angry Bill, what's going on, man? How you doing, sir? Good, bud. What I want to go over with these contracts, you know, with the chubby guy from New Orleans and the Cardinal young man, these are personal contracts. I don't understand how these clauses and stuff get out public. How, how did that happen? That, that's where I want to go back to the square one. If the clause never came out public on uh, Alligator's Arm Murray or the chubby guy in New Orleans has a, who has an eating disorder, why does it come out public? That's where I would have the problem if I was one of these guys. What, what is, how does this get out into the public on these personal signed contracts? That's, what, that's number one. Would, mm-hmm. Tell me how it happens. Well, someone leaks it. It leaks from somewhere, and it's not going to be from the player's side. But I, I, I don't leak, understand I leak, how it not, benefits I, I the franchise morning, either. So that's where the problems is start. I'm finding out who leaked this out. Right. Yeah. Who, who, that's the person I want to hang. Well, I mean, not it the, doesn't benefit player. either side. Right. It's not going to be the player. I don't think Zion would be like, you know what? We got to make this public. There's a clause about my weight issues. Like Kyler Murray's not going to say, we got to make this public here about me not studying. But it doesn't benefit the teams either. So it's like, it shouldn't leak from any, either side. Exactly. Is it a lawyer? Is it it somebody doing it? And that's where the problem starts from. Because if you guys, media didn't know anything about it, you wouldn't have something to talk about all the time. Okay. Well, that's true. We wouldn't have anything. If we could be completely in the dark and not know this even existed, but it could be one of these NFL insiders. They get their hands on the contract. They read through How it. How do they get hands on the contract? They go in at night with uh, binoculars <laughs> and they go into the files? Come on. <laughs> get, tell me I don't know, happened. man. Give Maybe uh, Ian Rappaport. He's, uh, you know, he's... He's got the zip line. He just kind of parachutes in from the ceiling. Remember the old Alex Ovechkin exactly. commercial with the Sports Center? That's what he does. He just like comes down from the rafters. Maybe, maybe there's a short skirted secretary that that earns some money by leaking this stuff out. I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous yeah. that this stuff gets leaked out to the public. That's number. That's where it starts from, and that's what's ridiculous. Number one, if the Cardinals got to put that clause in the contract, they shouldn't give the guy two hundred million dollars to start with. But forget that. I mean, come on. you, you got to put a clause in to tell the guy he's got to work if and you give him 200 and some odd million dollars. That's ridiculous. But it shouldn't leak out. None of this stuff should leak out. And that's right. where it starts from. No, I hear you, man. I appreciate you checking in, Angry Bill. Oh, you got a point. I wondered that, too. It's I, Are the Cardinals that stupid? <laughs> like, there have been a couple of theories where they just wanted their pound of flesh. 
for whatever reason they you know they didn't like how I don't know I'm just spitballing here they didn't like how Kyler Murray scrubbed them from social media or they didn't like the negotiating process or whatever and they just ever so slightly let this leak out it's like dude you just have to have better foresight than this I, I don't know if any of that is true that's all speculation but what I do know is true is they put the clause in the contract and didn't consider the worst case scenario, which is what the reaction would be should this ever get out. They'd be even more out of their minds if they're the ones who leaked it. <laughs> and that's possible over here. That's, wow. Right, Nate is in Boston. I'm curious what he has to say here. Nate, welcome to Fox Sports Radio, bud. Come on, Brian. How you doing, man? Um, man, I'm good. I just... I know we're talking about Kyler Murray and the contract and everything, and um, that's a big story. But I kind of want to talk about, like, the state of the NFL in general. Like, I get it. One of the most successful businesses going on. But um, what? where are the, like, the big stories? Like, where are the the big names. I grew up watching Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, all these guys. And now it's like, we're talking about Kyler Murray getting all this money and paying him to study. And like, it, it just seems kind of, it seems wild. Like we should be talking about franchises with these big names and these big quarterbacks and, and all this stuff. And who, who's the next Tom Brady? Who's the next Peyton Manning? Who's the next Drew Brees? I don't know, Brian, what do you think? Well, look, man, I, and I appreciate you checking in, Nate. It's look, anything that has controversy attack, attached to it, it's going to be a big topic. And so the the Kyler Murray thing where there's this clause initially and it leaks and there's the reaction. It, I mean, come on, man. It's sports radio gold right there. Goodness. That's, you know, it's a layup. Struggling how you look at the NFL right now and think there are no big names either. There's well, sorry. They're, they're just names not all in New over England. The place. They're just not in New England for our, for our guy over there. <laughs> Mac Jones, emerging big name potentially, but no, you're right, Chris. There are big names galore. I, I think There's big names talking- all over. I mean, I know what he's going for. He's talking about who's next in line for GOAT quarterback. I just don't think you're going to get that every generation. And, like, look, we got Patrick Mahomes and other really good yeah. quarterbacks right now. I don't – look, man, I don't think there's ever going to be somebody like Brady that's going to accomplish as much. I, I don't think we're ever going to see that. But we have a lot of big names. We got a lot of talent and a lot of young talent in the league. Uh, but just because we're – you know, the Kyler Murray story has been a thing the last couple of days. It's not as if that's all we spend our time on is controversy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, this this struck just as we were getting back to training camp. I think yeah. it has eclipsed the stories that would come out from training camp, which would be guys like Mahomes and everyone else. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, but no, it's not a lack of big names. I mean, you go down the list, man. It's not just the older dudes like Brady and Rodgers and... But the young guns, Mahomes and Herbert and Joe Burrow, and I think the NFL is in a great spot in terms of star talent. Um, it's just that this Murray thing, 
had a couple of layers and there was controversy and it's going to take off, man. And it has <laughs> blasted off. But it's not going to last for weeks and weeks. You know, it's a couple of days and we turn the page and we're on to training camp and life goes on, man, you know. All right, let me get out. Uh, let me go to this right around the corner. Feel free to check in. 877-99 on Fox. That's your phone number. Also on Twitter, at The No Show. You can always reach me there. This is one of my crazier ideas. It might sound like, what is this guy talking about initially? But I really do think there's some logic attached to it. I'll lay it out for you coming up next. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're here on Fox Sports Radio. Was this part of the Rounders soundtrack, Chris? You've seen Rounders, right? The I cart- have not seen Rounders. Are you serious? I have not seen Rounders. Are you not a card player at all? Not really, no. Not really. No, I prefer the craps tables at Vegas. Do you really? Yeah. Man, like, dude, if I, I'm going to lose money, I want to at least lose it on a party. On a what? On a party. On a party. Party, okay. party at the craps table. On a party, I got gotcha. you. I do love the party at the craps table. I think that's my favorite casino game of choice. Because you're right, it is a party. There's nothing like the electricity if someone's rolling the numbers you need. It's like half the table erupts like, good roll, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's the old, it's the old line, you know, just the the hot, the hot roller paying out the whole table. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever gotten tipped at the craps table? I have not. I have. I'm usually the one. I'm usually the one putting down the bets. I'm not usually the one rolling the dice. You've rolled them though before. I have. You? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've my my streaks haven't been great. Now, real fast before I get to the calls, what's your method of rolling the dice? Because some people they'll just pick up. The two die or whatever and just kind of like throw them the way they are. Some will pick them up, shake them a little, then throw them. What's your method? Uh, so I like to do I like to do one die. Like I'll, 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 I want to I want to palm them for a little bit. Then one die goes between <laughs> the middle and pointer finger. One die goes between the index and pinky finger and just toss them like that. Wow. Very. I like very to I like to knuckle. Right? I like to knuckle ball them. I love the guy that will. They'll like shove the dice over to him and then he'll like tinker with him. He's like, all right, I'm going to put this on six and let me move. Where's the, oh, I don't, I, I like to get the where's... feel on them, but I do yeah. not need to like rotate them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the dice thrower. That's trying to break it down as if it's scientific or something. It's like, bro, just throw them. They're going to do what they do. Yeah. That's, that's the important thing. If you are going to roll, just don't, just don't 
like give everyone time to put down the bets, but then just don't f around after that. <laughs> I've only played craps once, and it was at a family party. And the only thing I remember was my grandfather yelling, "Yo, eleven, yo, eleven. Oh, that was man. It. I made He's a killing the whole night. I made a killing on yo eleven, Brandon. Yeah, the first time I ever played craps, I, I didn't know how to play at all, and so mm-hmm. they were teaching us right, like the the. Uh, casino dudes or whatever and uh, they're like yeah it's a one-time bet yo 11 i'm like all right i'll try it yo 11. i hit i don't know how many times i hit that i had chips i had cargo pants on chips everywhere every pocket i had was just chips overflowing yeah. by, by and we com- made the mistake of staying there too long doing the same thing and we lost it all back all yeah, of it by, by comparison i have lost my entire chip stack very quickly <laughs> at a black it, within like a few hands of blackjack yeah, and I, I thought I was pretty fast. good at blackjack. I had no idea what was going on. I was just rolling dice. That's all I remember. Oh, Yo, 11 was tremendous. I, you know, going back to my high school days, real fast, and I'll get to the calls, I promise. I'll never forget my guy, Thomas Moore. Great dude. We'd be shooting craps. And he would, I don't even know if this is legal. This is just the way he played. He'd be like, oh, I caught that. So it was like he was waving off rolls of dice. So I don't know. I forget how we played exactly. Let's say your point was eight or whatever. So I'm rolling the dice, and he could just sort of feel. Like if it was a six, he would, quote unquote, catch the next throw. And he's like, six and eight are running mates. And he'd like, oh, no, I caught that one. And it'd be an eight. And I'm like, what do you mean you caught it? He's like, that that doesn't count. I caught it. I'm like, what? (laughs) He would do that all the time. I didn't know any different. I'm like, all right, he caught that. Let's try to do it again. He's just hustling people is really what happened. Thomas Moore there. All right, let me get out to the phones here. Let's go to, uh, let's see over here. Richard is in Sherman Oaks, has a comment for us here. What's going on, Rich? Hey, I love the show. It's always good to hear you out here, Brian. Uh, I just wanted to talk real quick and echo back at that caller who was complaining about the, uh, the position conversions. Do you, do you recall that guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay, so that virtue signaler seems to have forgotten these names. Blake Bell, Dan Arnold, Jeff Driscoll, Zach Gentry. Do you know what all four of those guys have in common? Well, they were, what, they were once quarter- quarterbacks trying to be converted? They were quarterbacks in college, and they are currently, or in the past five years, on NFL rosters as tight ends or other positions there. You've also got Matt Jones, who was converted. He was a stud quarterback at Arkansas, converted to a tight end. That's right. And he Julian played for, for Jacksonville for a little bit. Sure, yeah. That's right. And Julian Edelman, converted yeah. quarterback to wide receiver. And then, of course, I mean, Tim Tebow was always being talked about being converted to another position. So, I mean, before somebody comes out here to scream what he was screaming about and everything, you really should do some research and get down to the facts of the matter that it's not a race issue. If you are going to make the owners money, they don't care about your race. You are you're making green. It don't matter what color you are. Mm. That's that's it. That's all I got to say. Thanks for the time, man. Yeah. Oh, thanks for checking in. It's true. We were talking about. How where it stems from? If you're just joining us, um, you know we're talking about the clause in Kyler Murray's contract, and um, 
on the heels of that, Patrick Mahomes made a comment, and he was basically saying, yeah, you know, myself, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, we've had to put up with some stuff that it's kind of weird that we have to put up with this stuff. And he was answering a question about black quarterbacks being criticized, the white quarterbacks being criticized. And in his mind, it differs. And look, I just don't see it the same way, man. White and black quarterbacks are put under the microscope in the NFL. There are Carson Wentz is crushed. Aaron Rodgers has been called out all off season. And there are legitimate reasons to call these guys out, but every quarterback, white or black, is put under the microscope. And, uh, yeah, we took a call from uh, Kansas City a little earlier in the show. Uh, Shout out to Lamar. And I disagreed with his point. He was talking about as if we're only talking about black quarterbacks in college being converted to another position. And to uh, Richard's point, like it happens with white quarterbacks too. It definitely happens. It is... Again, that part of it is not just a race issue either. Um, I'll get to a couple of comments. It, it like when you read between the lines, it's kind of like that. That's a little peculiar, right there. There is some some difference. I'll get to that around the corner. Let's get to Brian Fenley first, though. He has is this an award winning sports update here, or just a run of the mill sports update, Brian Fenley? Well, well, what is the opposite of award winning? That's usually how I'm perceived <laughs> on social media. So I, I'm usually the clown. The don't listen the to those people, Brian Fenley. Don't listen to them. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. But for some reason, our egos, we all listen to them. But then again, you're right. You just have to sort of let that pass. Like Keep it like, pushing, B. Fenley. Yeah, like you leaves know? on a stream. You just let it go by. So the Leaves ed- on a stream. Yeah, you like that? So you just sort of watch it drift in the distance. You don't yeah. hold on to anything, and you just let it pass on by. Is Something that an actual be- saying, or is that just your saying? I, I picked it up somewhere. I think it's really? more of like something you would hear in like therapy, because I'm like an empath, and so I'm all into all this, and my, my girlfriend is studying to be a therapist, so okay. I hear all this all the time. But it's like when people get like obsessed with things, or they can't get something out of their mind, you want to look at your thoughts as something you can't control, but that they're leaves on a stream, and that you watch them, but that you don't have to hang on to them. You know, this sense. is where my stupid mind goes, Brian Fenley, <laughs> is I like that your girlfriend is studying this, but I like to think that in the process of learning more, uh-huh. that she's just misdiagnosing you <laughs> left and right. Like, that to me is the foundation of a, a budding sitcom right there, you know? Well, I'm wondering, Brian, that anytime she's asking me questions, that she's training herself and that she's essentially just treating me like another one of her sessions that she's going to have as yeah. she becomes a therapist. And I'm just the guinea pig. And I'm just the one that, you know, hey, but whatever works, right? Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Good for you guys if that yeah. helps you out. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. I get to learn about myself and, and all of my my wrongdoings and my shortfalls. But no, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. But speaking of shortfalls, the NBA is where we're going to go first. And according to ESPN, the, the league is sniffing around the 76ers camp. Why are they doing that? Because Philly is potentially involved in tampering this summer. And they're looking at the league at, at how 
the team got James Harden to return on a pay reduction and that by doing that, that opened the door to allowing P.J. Tucker and Daniel House to sign with the squad. That's Ma- a big story right there, man. I'll tell you real fast, yeah. Pete Fenley, not to wreck your update. No, you're good. I initially rolled my eyes like, yeah, here we go again, tampering. If they're found to have done this, they're going to lose a second round pick. No big deal. But if there's a handshake deal between Harden and the organization, like, hey, take a $15 million haircut right now. We got you going forward on the next contract. That's a big deal. So we'll see where this goes. And, Brian, we're we're in the speculation business, and it looks like all signs would point to what you just said. There's no way anybody would take a dip in pay. I understand you want to be a team player, but come on now. Wouldn't it be funny if the NBA was like, wait a minute here, the beard – Team first. (laughs) This does not pass the smell test. That's what led to this whole investigation. I mean, come on. I think we can kind of agree with that sentiment from the league. Major League Baseball, the Astros get a win against the Mariners 11-1, but Seattle did learn that they were able to pull off a trade with the Reds where Seattle got the all-star right-handed pitcher Luis Castillo in exchange for four players. The Padres dominate the Twins 10-1. And San Diego is rumored, according to reports, to be finishing up on a new deal with their pitcher Joe Musgrove to the tune of five years and $100 million. The Dodgers won another one, this time against the Rockies, 5-4. to four. The Braves leapfrog the Diamondbacks, 5-2. to two. Austin Riley had a home run in three RBIs. The Brewers get it done against the Red Sox, 4-1. to one. The Guardians are victorious against the Rays, 4-1. to one. Aaron Judge continues this torrid streak from the plate. Now, 4 41 home runs of the se- on the season. That is best in the bigs. He had two last night, including a grand slam and a Yankees 11-5 win against the Royals. The Mets are victorious against the Marlins 6-4. Golf Rocket Mortgage Classic from Chris P's territory up there in Detroit where Taylor Pendrith is your leader through 36 holes in two rounds. Minus 15 had a 65 on Friday. Tony Finau was a shot behind solo second at 14 under par. And Henrik Stenson, along with Patrick Reed, are your leaders at the Live Golf Invitational, which is happening at Bedminster. So you've got two pro golf tournaments happening at the same time. With that, let's get it back to a man who we probably won't see play on the professional tour. Although a pro-am. Although a pro-am, Brian, I am going to believe in you that one day you're going to be part of one of those. Thank you. I appreciate that, Brian Fenley. I'll tell you this right now. If it ever does happen Barkley is gonna whoop me that's how bad I am <laughs> at golf man not even close all right uh Brian no here on Fox Sports Radio back to the phones here Jeff is in North Carolina what's going on Jeff what's going on Brian how you doing bud uh man I believe that uh from your perspective what you're saying is absolutely true but I don't think it's like that in the eyes of the real world force coming from the black community. Well, like break it down for me. What called, do you think here? Like the caller who just called in, he named a whole bunch of white quarterbacks that had to switch positions. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that Tommy Frazier should have had a chance to play quarterback in the National Football League. We're talking about proven, mm-hmm. legit, good college quarterbacks that could throw the football but because they could move were forced to change positions. Matt Jones of Arkansas, he was a great athlete, but he couldn't throw. Tim Tebow, I love my Florida Gators. Love Tim Tebow to death. Mm-hmm. 
he wasn't an NFL quarterback. And he still got a chance to play NFL quarterback. Now, while I was really talking more about you, I uh, keep comparing uh, Carson Wentz and Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. The main difference between those two guys is Carson Wentz didn't have to bid for his money. He got his money. Put up and paid him. Then they traded him, but they did pay him. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, he got his money. He didn't have to threaten to hold out. He got his money. Kyler Murray, he had to threaten to hold out. So the reason, another thing that gets me is this. People would have you believe that Kyler Murray is not doing that great. You know, he he won't study. He won't do this. He won't do that. He's the only quarterback. Him and Cam, the only two quarterbacks that have 70 touchdown passes and 20 rushing TDs in their first three seasons. He has the NFL record for completing 66% of his passes his first three years. I'm not hurting, I'm not hating on Joe Burrow. I'm not hating on Herbert. But why are they just all but just the, the next one's coming up? Why, why are you looking over that? That's great. That's, that, that's what? Uh, NFL record, that's great. And Lamar Jackson, I'm a Steelers fan. I can't stand Lamar Jackson. Not because he's a bad quarterback, because hell, he's, he scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Lamar Jackson can play. Josh Allen. Who runs? Josh Allen is a, is a combination of Jim Kelly and Tim Tebow. He, he basically plays fullback. He didn't have a problem getting his money. They're not worried about him getting hurt. You know and that's not all, true. Come on. That's not true at all. He, he, the Buffalo Bills, the way the Buffalo Bills run Josh Allen, they run him a whole, but he's probably the best running back. They, they, they run, run him a lot. a lot. But, but I, you know, you got you got to give him props for throwing but, the football. You know I, I, that's why. I, I, no, no, no. I said, I said Jim Kelly. I said he's okay. a combination of Jim Kelly. He's a great pass. I, I, Josh Allen can, can bowl. I yeah. think he's the fourth best quarterback in that football. He can bowl. I'm saying they don't have a problem getting this win. They don't worry about getting hurt. They run him all the time. But the main thing I want to tell you is this. Mm-hmm. We can all say here we can argue about Lamar Jackson. We can argue about Kyler Murray. I don't agree with you, but I can see your point. No, I hear. I'll say this for real any, fast. For though. any defensive coordinator, for any defensive coordinator to say mm-hmm. that Patrick Mahomes is not uh, on the uh, the first tier, that's why black people. Uh, have that's insane. Everybody yeah. knows he is. Everybody knows he is. That's insane. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who would say that in their right mind. That's crazy. That's insane. But no, listen. There is something to that point. Look, the way we have these conversations. It's kind of like point, counterpoint, point, counterpoint. So, like, both things can be true. If um, if we go back to Lamar in Kansas City and he says, how come it's only black quarterbacks in college that are talked about being converted to another position? Well, it's like, well, that's not true. And if Richard points it out where, well, we have these other guys. We've got Tebow and Julian Edelman. A couple of people have tweeted that. Julian Edelman is another one of those guys. You have examples of former white quarterbacks that have had to convert to other positions. That has happened before. So then you go to the next phase, and Jeff in North Carolina checks in, and he makes an accurate point as well. And he says, well, all things aren't equal here. We're talking about Lamar Jackson, a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at Louisville. We're talking about Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Uh that's a bad example because we didn't talk about Kyler being converted. Let's stick with Lamar. There's a difference between Lamar, what he did in college at quarterback, and Julian Edelman, what he did at Kent State at quarterback, right? It's different. So that's a legitimate point. But, like, you understand how these conversations kind of go and they 
they move. Um, so you have to take it. You can't take it out of context. If, you know, Richard calls in and says, it's not true. There have been other quarterbacks that have had to convert positions. That That's an accurate statement. If you want to attach something on top of it and say, well, yeah, but dude, uh, the, Matt Jones did not win a Heisman at Arkansas. <laughs> you know, that's a fair point, too. Um, look, man, we could go in numerous directions. It boils down to this. I think this is the tree trunk of the whole discussion here. When Mahomes comes out and he says, hey, I have to deal with criticism, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. I don't know what's up with that when other quarterbacks don't. It's like, bro, white quarterbacks are crushed also. They might be criticized for different reasons. Granted, there's not a clause in a white quarterback's contract that talks about film study. That hasn't occurred. Um, You could look at, well, hey, it's taken a little while for Kyler to get his cash. It's taken a little while for Lamar to get his cash. I don't know why those organizations have dragged it out like that. They're eventually going to pay him anyway. But that's just how they're doing business. It's taking, they're taking the scenic route there. I don't think that's just a race issue. I think there are other things to consider than just that. So, I look, man. Your calls are more than welcome. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. But I just, I push back on the main thought of, man, we're, we're criticizing these black quarterbacks. We're just, we're looking under every rock when it comes to these black quarterbacks. It's like, bro, we do that with every quarterback, white or black. That's what happens. Like, you name me a white quarterback and I'll, I'll tell you a guy who's been criticized heavily at one stage or another. It's just how it goes. All right, we get back out to the phones, and eventually I will get to... Oh, how about this? Interesting list here. I I know, it's a list. But there's one interesting nugget here that I wanted to point out. A free agent who's getting his props. That's on the way. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, I am... Uh, man, I am doing a horrible job paying off my teases over here. <laughs> <laughs> the guys have been interactive, right? I got to get you on. You know, I'll pay off the teases at some point. Top of the hour, I'll get to this list. I think it's interesting. A free agent is on a list here uh, getting his props. So I'll get that to you at the top of the hour. But uh, if you're on hold, man, I got to get to you. Manuel, our guy, friend of the show in Gardena, has something for us here on Fox Sports Radio. Manuel, what's going on, bud? In realms of late-night entertainment. You have legends such as Johnny Carson, David Letterman, Jay the Crimson Chin Leno. In the annals of Fox Sports, you have the king of late-night, Ben Maller, the prince of darkness, Jonas Knox, and possibly the latest, if not the greatest. He is Brian The man of the no show the artist that is entertaining us the duke of midnight how the hell are you <laughs> you get better every week man the duke of midnight i love that that works right there i need a i need some slogan you know jonas had the prince of darkness i need something like that the duke of you're midnight. the duke of midnight my man i did hey, and you guys have been spot on 
as far as uh, the Kyler Murray coverage, he is the flavor of the week, and he needs to be addressed. You were also point blank when you said when you were asking the question, "Are the Cardinals morons?" And that's a resounding yes. We're talking about an NFL franchise that has been around for 70 years and has no Super Bowls to show for it. They probably have less championships than the Cleveland Turds, I mean Browns. So, yeah, other than Kurt Warner, Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald, what have the Cardinals ever brought to the table? They're a bunch of losers, which is my point. Murray fits right in with this band of misfits. You know what I mean? The guy's getting unridiculous amounts of jack, and he wants to go and cry. I'm pretty sure it was him who leaked out that clause. And uh, I would have had way more respect for the Cardinals if they doubled down, shacked up, and left that clause in. Because you know what? Yeah. He owes them the study. And he came out, like you said, in the New York Times saying he's not going to kill himself with film study? Are you kidding me? You know what? That just shows what kind of a loser this guy's going to be. I don't see him ever curing his second-half swoons. You know, I mean, the guy's Mr. September. Doesn't do jack come November or December, much less January. And, uh, you know, he deserves it. He deserves the microscope that he's yeah. going to get this season, and I don't see anything changing. Brian, yeah, no, you are the Duke of Midnight, and I love you, you, my man. Thanks, bud. The love is mutual. Appreciate that. A couple other nicknames we'll get to around the corner here. I like that. Brandon, the producer, checking in. We've got a lot to do coming up next. We'll get to some interesting anonymous comments as well. Hang with us. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, what's going on, everybody? I hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. We got a lot to get into. Been a very interactive show. I love that so far this evening. We got a long way to go here, though. So we'll get you on. If you're on hold, stay right there. Promise to get to you. Just a couple of things I want to lay out here real fast to start off this hour. You know, I think it's interesting. Uh, we've been talking about, look, the Kyler Murray um, study clause, if you will. Patrick Mahomes, his comments about it. How quarterbacks are viewed. The difference between white QBs, black QBs, if there is a difference. All that type of stuff. And so the next layer of the conversation is this. So Mike Sando, he works for The Athletic, used to be with ESPN for a while, but he puts together each year his quarterback tiers. And so he talks to a a lot of NFL people, executives, coaches, coordinators, and it's this huge piece, and he tallies up the votes And he determines which quarterbacks are in Tier 1 or Tier 2 or Tier 3, so forth and so on. And a couple of the comments have caught people's attention. Now, um, there's a defensive coordinator that said about Lamar Jackson, Ravens quarterback. He says, if he has to pass to win the game, they ain't winning the game. Okay. 
there's another one, another defensive coordinator said about Lamar Jackson. He's so unique as an athlete, and he's really a good football player. But I don't care if he wins the MVP 12 times. I don't think he'll ever be a tier one as a quarterback. Okay, um, let's take it down. As Denzel said in Man on Fire, piece by piece. If we look at this second quote, first off, it starts off positively. Unique athlete, really good football player. Doesn't care if he wins 12 MVPs. He'll never be a tier one quarterback. I mean, there's room to disagree with that. You know, who would say after Lamar's MVP season, he wasn't a tier one quarterback? At that time, he was. Timing matters with this stuff. Lamar's coming off a down year. He stunk last year. I would imagine he'd be the first to tell you that. Lamar Jackson throwing the football, his passer rating was 87. That was 23rd in the NFL. That's a skosh higher than Big Ben Roethlisberger, who was on his last leg. It was not a good season for Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, you had running backs that were banged up. You still had the number three rushing attack in football. He's a big part of that. But it's not like the running game was non-existent, and that totally lets Lamar off the hook. It doesn't. It doesn't. So he had a down year. Timing matters. So if you're talking about, oh, I'll never be a tier one quarterback, I think that's overreacting to the moment of Lamar having a down year. And the first comment about if he has to pass to win the game, they ain't winning the game? Really? Ever? If Lamar has to lead the team by throwing the football, no chance they win that game. That's just, that's not true. (laughs) Like, this guy has left a lot to be desired in the playoffs. That's a fair criticism. But that criticism goes too far. As if this guy, what, he can't do anything throwing the football? There are better passing quarterbacks in the NFL than Lamar Jackson. That doesn't mean he's incapable of winning any game whatsoever with his arm. That just goes too far. Now, this is Ravens head coach John Harbaugh chiming in on some of these anonymous statements about Lamar Jackson. I don't know who this guy named Anonymous is. You know, I haven't met him yet. So um, I don't even know why we report on what he has to say. But uh, it is what it is. It's just, it's just baloney. It's just nothing. It's a big nothing burger. <laughs> a big nothing burger. I like that. Now, on the other side here. So Justin Herbert, Chargers quarterback. He's ranked in the, uh, the tiers here. Mike Sando's list. And one of these other comments about Justin Herbert caught my attention. He's a young Tom Brady. And I just looked at that and I'm like, wait a minute. Justin Herbert has been sensational these first two seasons, but that's way too far. No one's a young Tom Brady. Like, aside from like Tom Brady, when he was young, that, that's the young Tom Brady. Like, we're not going to see another Tom Brady in the NFL. I, it just goes too far. Justin Herbert has been really, really good, but let's settle it down here. Like, are, are we looking at him to grow into the role of Tom Brady going forward? I, I, it's just, I don't buy that. So this is the thing. This is where it comes back to. I can understand some people saying, if you compare these quotes, you know, Justin Herbert, he's a young Tom Brady. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson, 
Yeah, if he's got to pass the ball to win the game, that ain't happening. Like it's just like wow, there's a huge difference between the, that's polar opposites. I can understand how some people think, huh? What's going on here? Is there something more at play? Like, I can understand from time to time. Look, people are going to say some crazy stuff. I mean, this is by design. Mike Sando has all these quotes from all these people, and a couple of them make it into the piece. And the ones that make it into the piece, he knows it's going to draw a reaction. That's why he puts this stuff together. He's not doing it just for his health, right? So that's the way it works. You're going to have a few people saying a few things. They're going to raise eyebrows. That's going to make it into the column. That's the way it goes. It doesn't mean everybody universally thinks this stuff. Do you think that there are defensive coordinators in the NFL that would look at Lamar Jackson and say, this guy is a freaking nightmare for us? Yeah, there are. There absolutely are. But that might not make it into the piece. Just because it's not in the piece doesn't mean no one thinks that way. It's just you know what's going to get a reaction and what doesn't. I think we could go in 72 different directions of how this quarterback is talked about versus how that quarterback is talked about and how this quarterback is put on a pedestal and this guy is just ripped mercilessly and on and on and on. I don't think every one of those comments traces back to race. I know it doesn't. Like, to think it does, it's just like, what are we doing here? Are we going to trace every criticism of Mahomes and Lamar and Kyler back to, well, it's, it's got to have something to do with race? It, no, man. Like, we, we got to be objective with this. Sometimes we take it too far. I just simply come back to every quarterback, white or black, in the NFL is under the microscope. And some of the most successful quarterbacks are criticized heavily. Aaron Rodgers has been criticized heavily this whole offseason. Now, one other thing, and I'll get to the calls. Um, this list here, I just want to mention it real fast. So there's a list, the NFLPA put it out, the top 50 player sales list. So we're talking about from March 1st to May 31st, right? About three months here. Who sold the most? in terms of NFL-licensed stuff. Jerseys, T-shirts, hoodies, bobbleheads, that type of thing. Tom Brady was number one. Russell Wilson, number two. He's on a new team. Makes sense. Big jump for him. What caught my eye the most? Odell Beckham Jr., free agent. It's <laughs> on the list. Number 16. He's not on a team. And he's in the top 20. He's ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Props to OBJ. That's pretty good. That's popularity. You're not even on a team. And you're on the list of the most sold NFL licensed merchandise over a three-month period. I don't know. I was just caught by eye. I had to tell you about that. But this is, if Tom Brady is number one, it will be the sixth time in nine years that he was the top of the list in terms of NFL merchandise being sold. That's pretty crazy, man. That That is crazy that he's been that popular. And it's amazing, too. What strikes me as so interesting with Brady, this list shows his popularity, but yet you will hear a lot of criticism for Tom Brady. A lot of people have a lot of critical things where you talk about looking under each rock, not just black quarterbacks. The dude's won seven Super Bowl rings, 
And it's like, well, yeah, but you know, Vinatieri in the kicks, and he's had a, a top defense, and well this and well that and well this and well that. It's like, bro, at some point, if Tom Brady is getting criticized, like we can't make it out to be like white quarterbacks getting a free pass. It's just not true. All right, with that, let me get to the phones here. I've talked long enough. Will is in Minnesota, wants to check in on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, Will? Yo, Brian, what's going on, man? Uh, hey, bud. Hey, I wanted to get your take on the Vikings. Just in general? Like, what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, we got a new OC and head coach. Um, I yeah. mean, it's coming from the um, Sean McVay tree, which we just had two disciples in the Super Bowl from the Sean McVay tree. So, I mean, I got some high hopes. Great offense. Well, hey, man, that, be, that, that division, the Packers have taken a bit of a step back. No Devontae Adams. Uh, the Lions are going to be the Lions. The Bears are going to be brutal. So I think the Vikings in an NFC that's not exactly a gauntlet, they could absolutely be a playoff team. I don't like their secondary. Lots of questions with that. Andrew Booth's going to have to hit the ground running. Patrick Peterson, this is probably his last season. right? I don't like the secondary. I'm worried about that. Um, but, man, uh, you have to do process of elimination in the NFC. And when you start looking at it and you're like, oh, gosh, there are a lot of teams that they're not even going to be playoff contenders you got seven spots to work with. So Adam Thielen, that's a big question too with his health status. He's been banged up the last couple of years. If Adam Thielen is good to go, that offense could be good enough to sneak into the playoffs. There you go. Vikings chat for you right there. We got Mark in Nobody Texas. Nobody gives a damn about the Timberwolves, first off. <laughs> Mark is in Texas. What's going on, Mark? Yes, sir. How you doing, my friend? Good, man. How are you? Good. I'm good. Everything's everything's fine over here. Good. I hope you're like me. If I was any better, I'd be sitting on a beach with a margarita with a uh, awesome looking lady with me. <laughs> but anyway, continue on. I enjoy your show so much. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that, man. So anyway, go ahead, sir. No, it's it's on you, man. What what'd you call us about? What are you thinking? What's yep. on your mind? Well, I'm just, I'm sick of all the money crap in the NFL. I hope I'm live, but let me turn up the radio just a second. <laughs> so I can hear myself talk. Over oh, no, way. don't do that, Mark. It's going to be a long no, delay. God, you don't want to do please, that. Please, no. Yeah. No. I'll forget that then. Yeah. Well, I'm honored to be, and, and, and thank you for answering my call. Oh, you got so it. Anyway, all right, so what I'm so sick and tired of, uh, and I'll refrain from profanity, of course, you know. But I'm I'm so tired of all these very talented athletes athletes, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, griping about millions of dollars. When just yesterday, me and my wife argued about why did you spend twenty dollars at the dollar store? And I'm like, they don't have many problems. <laughs> I mean. Let's face it. I hear you, man, but it's all relative. You know, I appreciate you checking in, Mark. Um, It's all relative, man. It's, I get it. I understand if, you know, you're a nine to fiver, paycheck to paycheck. I get it. I understand. But it's all relative. It's all market value. I don't think there's anything wrong with whatever contract negotiation you want to talk about. Uh, Kyler Murray is 
fighting for market value. Lamar Jackson's fighting for market value. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Nothing. Um, I can understand how you might not love it if you're, you know, you're trying to make ends meet and you're not making millions of dollars. I get it. I get it. But I, I'm not saying you have to love it, but, uh, I just think that when you, you keep it in context, I think that's important. It's such a big part of sports. I don't think if you're watching sports, you can avoid it ever. Yeah, so if I it bothers either. you, probably you shouldn't. You should probably stop watching sports. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This is part of sports. Yeah. At this point, it's big business. People, yeah, people are paying like millions this. of dollars to watch this. If it bothers you, you're going to be bothered a lot because this this comes up constantly. It's just the way it is, man. But I would look at it like this. Um, you know, the, the person making less than you, right? Let, let's say you're, you're having a negotiation, whatever your line of work is. Like in radio, this happens all the time. There are negotiations. Um, whatever your occupation, you can, you can say, how about you bump it up like $5,000? How about that? You know, like the person who's making way less than you could look at it the same way and be like, gosh, I would kill to make $70,000 a year. I'm making 15, you know, so the person making less than you could look at your situation the same way as the way you're looking at these multi-million dollar athletes, right? It's all relative, man. All right. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. I think I heard Brandon in the background when you were on the air for a second, Chris. It's not like Brandon was like, hello. <laughs> for, whatever, right, for whatever reason, the, uh, the phone calls tonight is it's very hard to hear a lot of the people on our phone lines. Uh, oh, really? So yeah. Brandon Brandon has to ask a lot of people to speak up. I got you, man. I it's like it. Hor- it's been horrible tonight. <laughs> it's been really quiet, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man, you're hustling. Love it. You guys are doing a great job. Best crew in the business over here. Rotating cast of characters. <laughs> As Brian Fenley is in with us tonight. You know, I would, and I love B. Fenley being here. I'd love to hear what Kevin figures thought about all this with, you know, comparing black quarterbacks, white quarterbacks, how they're criticized, all that type of stuff. Um, we'll get to, I think K-Fig is on Sunday. Brian Fenley, you're not with us on Sunday, but you're in for K-Fig tonight. What's going on with that? Yeah, the reason is I'm headed out to Andy Furman's neck of the woods, going to oh, be man. doing some tennis in, in Kentucky, some tennis okay. broadcasting. So I'll be gone. I'm going to smack. You from here yeah, to I'll tomorrow. be gone for two weeks, so I'll, I'll miss you guys. But yeah. yeah, you got K-Fig coming in, and I'm hoping that Andy has time to come visit me. And I'm I'm not just Boy, saying that this. Calm down a little bit, weird. Jeez. <laughs> hoping it, I hope works, it works out. out. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah and, I we're, hope that works out. and Brian, we're going to send a picture. We're definitely okay, going to send Please a picture. Do. Yeah. Please do. I'm going to start luck the whack off commentator. right now. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Safe harbor. We're all good. It's fine. Uh, all right. Coming up next, calls, calls galore, calls, 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 and a big loss, a big name, two different people on the same team. We'll fill you in on that. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. Interesting tweet. Shout out to Will. Checks in at the No Show and just wrote, you guys talked about Kyler and his claws. In his contract, there's a database that all NFL employees have access to. On the Around the NFL podcast, Ian Rappaport 
mentioned how he looked at the contract and noticed it and brought it, uh, then reported it. So there you go. For everybody who's wondering, how did this get out? How did it leak about this independent study clause that was initially in Kyler Murray's contract? That's uh, according to Will, who heard it from Ian Rappaport. There's a database where you can look at those contracts. So it's not like, hey, did the Cardinals leak this? Did uh, Kyler Murray leak this? There have been a lot of theories as far as that goes. But uh, if you have access to the contract and read through it and something catches your eye, like, whoa, that's a story right there. <laughs> that, that's how it leaked. I still go back to, you got to think worst case scenario, man. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, you have to have the foresight to think if this is publicized, What's the reaction likely to be? And you just don't have foresight if you don't see it being exactly what it is. So, interesting stuff there. With that, let me go out to the phones here. Let's go to uh, Kenny in North Carolina wants to check in. What's going on, Ken? What's going on, Brian? How you doing tonight? Good, bud. I just, I understand the the race situation that's brought up, but I go back to one thing that I cannot get off of, and that is that I feel like the way that Aaron Rodgers handled and lied about the COVID situation, Mm -hmm. if it would have been Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, the NFL would have been more severe toward them than they were Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, man. Maybe it, like... um... Lamar Jackson didn't lie, uh, but he he wasn't vaccinated. I can't come up with the – it's got to be the exact same thing. I, I really don't know. I don't know what the reaction would be. I know that Rodgers was ripped like crazy. I would imagine that Lamar would have been ripped like crazy. I don't know that it would have been way more than Rodgers. Rodgers, he got ripped pretty good, man. Um. So, like, I don't know. We can try to go on to these, like, varying degrees of who gets criticized or if it was apples to apples, if all things are equal, who gets criticized more. I I don't know, man. Like, I just know that white or black NFL quarterbacks are criticized like crazy. They are all under the microscope. That that much I do know. That's just the way it goes. Uh, Quante is in Orlando here on Fox Sports Radio. What's on your mind, Quante? Hey, thanks for taking my call, you guys. Um, I think this is my second time calling in. I think the first time I called was like the local Orlando sports talk uh, station. But um, yeah. I want to kind of echo from what the previous caller was saying, but I like what the, I say about two, three calls ago. The guy, um, older guy was talking about, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen. He was giving you strong facts, right? So how you just told the one caller, you told him, you said, man, you don't think it's uh, no race thing, right? Well, that's an opinion. That's not a fact. Because the fact of the NFL, the history of it, I mean, it was a point in time where people looked like me and Lamar couldn't play uh, middle linebacker, couldn't play center, couldn't play quarterback. So that's a fact. That's not an opinion. So I think a fact is, right, if the guy said Aaron Rodgers lied, I mean, come on now, he just got away with it. Nothing happened to him, right? But that would happen to the, that was Lamar or Kyler or Cam Newton. Probably would have got suspended four games. Probably would have got uh, maybe even got kicked out the league. Now I want I want I want to talk about this point, right? Tom Brady last season with the Patriots. Wait a minute, hold on. So you think 
Lamar Jackson, if he pulled what Aaron Rodgers did, he would be kicked out of the league. I wouldn't put, I, I wouldn't put it past the owners. Come on, man. That, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like it's not a possibility. I mean, look at Kaepernick. It's not a possibility at all. It's not like Aaron Rodgers gets no suspension whatsoever, but Lamar gets kicked out of the league. That doesn't begin can, to make sense. I can see the I can see the owners doing that. I can't. Bro, man, I just you're seeing something that's not realistic. I mean, look at Deshaun Watson. I mean, what's the, he wake up? We wake up one morning to him saying that he wanted to leave, and then we wake up the next morning to eighty women saying this is what he done did. So Look, like, De- Deshaun uh, Watson's a good example, Quante. Look at him. Okay. He's, he's facing, at the time, 22, I think, at the time, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, civil lawsuits. Right. And he gets a $230 million fully guaranteed contract. Hey, but you know what? When I was just talking about the facts and the opinion, you know what? It's a fact that when players look like Tom Brady and want to be traded, they be traded, no problem. Peyton Manning wanted to be out. We didn't hear nothing about no bad women. We didn't hear nothing about his steroid use. Peyton Manning didn't up. want out. They released Peyton Manning. They released it with no problem. No problem. Tom Brady. They released out. him because they, they, they were drafting Tampa. Andrew Luck. It wasn't Peyton Manning saying, "Hey, I want to leave," and and they're like, "Okay, well, that, like that's not true." I just think it's 2022. I mean, they do it right in our face, man. Deck had to beg for money. Kyla had to beg for money. Lamar Jackson had to beg for money. Oh, uh, I mean, like anybody, you look. I mean, they do it right in our face, man. So it's like I, I understand your take though, because it's like you got mm-hmm. your radio station, so you don't want to upset this crowd of it. No, man. But I mean, I don't think you feel that way when you off the air. I know. No, you don't. come on, Kenny. Come on, man. I, I'm sorry, Quante. That's not true, man. I'll tell you my honest thoughts all day long. Like, if if you know me at all, I'm not like, well, I'm on the radio, so I'm going to kind of shift it like this. I'm not saying my opinions are right, but I give you my honest opinion every time. Like, there's no shifting or anything like that. It's like, look, it comes down to this. Like... If you have theories, if you have, hey, I think it's this way, I think something sketchy is going on here, that's fine. But you got to back it up. Like, it's got to be, there's got to be something tied to it. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It devalues an argument. If, uh, if your thought is black quarterbacks are treated a little bit differently, it devalues the thought if you're saying, hey, Aaron Rodgers, he didn't get suspended at all for lying about his vaccination status. If Lamar did the same thing, he might have gotten kicked out of the league. Like, that's not even reasonable. He wouldn't have got suspended for any games, let alone four games, or kicked out of the league as a whole. As a whole. No, man, not for that. No. Uh, so, I don't know. I think that's where we get off track. And that's the thing, man. Wow, I'm way overdue. I'll get to be Fenley in a second. Um, I think that's where... Look... Quante brought this up, and it was true. A long time ago, there weren't black quarterbacks. There weren't black linebackers. There weren't black players. That happened in the NFL. And I get why it's tied, why you trace back to that to apply it to today to say, hey, 
there were some things that were really funky back then. Are you sure there isn't anything whatsoever that isn't funky right now? I get that. But I do think there is something where we're looking back to that time to a fault. Like the way people thought about black quarterbacks then, I'm talking about NFL people, a lot of them, that's not how they think about them now. So it would be silly to bring that up and apply it to the here and now. It'd be like, you see how standards change over time. Like, I, whatever it happens to be. The the Me Too movement. Or, you know, uh, what has happened socially with certain things. Like, standards evolve. What was acceptable in 2000 is not acceptable now in many different capacities. So if we're just stuck in 2000 as if things haven't changed now, it's just silly to do that. All right, we got Brian Fenley with us to spin us around the sporting landscape. What's going on, Brian Fenley? Yes, Brian, no. We're going to touch on some NBA things to, to get to here, including what ESPN reported yesterday and that the league has some suspicions about the way the 76ers did business this summer and there could potentially be some tampering involved. That is because they're looking at the way in which the team was able to get back James Harden and do it with a pay cut, which also opened up some room to sign P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. From a Major League Baseball perspective, the Astros devoured the Mariners 11-1, but Seattle did get some good news when they were able to pull off the trade in getting Reds righty all-star pitcher Luis Castillo and Seattle will send over four players to Cincinnati. The Padres dominate the Twins 10-1. Manny Machado had a home run. Five jacks in the game for San Diego and also it's been learned that the Padres are rumored to be working on re-signing pitcher Joe Musgrove to a five-year $100 million deal. The Dodgers slither past the Rockies 5-4. Julio Urias gets his 10th win of the season. The Braves all over the Diamondbacks 5-2 as Kyle Wright, the starting pitcher for Atlanta, picked up his National League leading 13th victory on the season. Wins for the Brewers over the Red Sox and the Guardians over the Rays. Aaron Judge slugging two home runs, including a grand slam. He's got 41 dingers on the season. That is best in the big and the Yankees boss around the Royals 11-5, while the Mets find a way to beat the Marlins 6-4. Brandon Nimmo had that go-ahead two-run homer to break a 4-4 tie. When it comes to golf, PGA Tour Rocket Mortgage Classic is halfway through and through 36 holes and that second round complete yesterday. Taylor Pendrith, the Canadian, is your leader by one shot at minus 15 for the tournament. He had a five birdie through first seven whole stretch on his round on Friday and finished with a 65. Tony Finau is in solo second at 14 under par. And Hendrick Stenson is tied with Patrick Reed at the Live Golf event as both are in at 7 under 64. They share the lead after 18 holes. With that, let's get it back to our man, Brian No. And every week, I don't know where it's like, where's Waldo? Where's Brian No? I'm assuming he's up near Notre Dame territory, but yeah. it's always a mystery, Mr. Traveler. Yeah, I was over in Phoenix for a little bit and in Vegas for a little bit. I need to go abroad, Brian Fenley. I haven't been many places abroad. I got to change that. Now, where would you go if you were to, to go abroad? Oh, lots of places. I've always wanted to see Italy. That's definitely on the list. 
Uh, just random places in Europe. Uh, I would like to... It's not high on the list, but I would like to get to Ireland one day. Be cool to see. A lot of places. I'd like to go to... You gotta get the year where like the Notre Dame's playing in Ireland. Mm, they, there you go. I remember go. they did that yeah. like 10 years ago, right? It was like yeah. Ireland. It was in Notre Dame. It was in Dublin. It was Notre Dame and... Uh, was Navy. It Army? Oh, was it? It was the Navy yeah, they, game. Yeah, they played they, it they in, play. in Dublin. Yeah, they've done that a couple of times playing abroad. That would be cool. By the way, I love that uh, the the Las Vegas video <laughs> Notre Dame put out. Yeah, what was it? The Hangover. Yeah, they're they're uh, riffing on the Hangover, but I think there were some people who were like, "Oh, Notre Dame doesn't need this," and like they don't this need is cool. what this they is don't cool. need. Oh, like they, funny. The, the glitz and like the silly videos. It's oh. like Notre Dame's above this. I'm like, no, oh, no, I love stop it. Stop it. I, I hate the hoity toity Notre Dame fan. The ones that are. I don't think everybody is, but I almost have to preface it when I say I'm from South Bend. I love Notre Dame football. And it's almost like I'm not one of those fans where <laughs> it's like, we're Notre Dame and you're not. And come on, they put out a funny video. It was like the uh, exchange scene in The Hangover where they're supposed to throw over what, like the $80,000 in chips to get Doug back or whatever. That's what they did in this video. Yeah, this is their, this is their Shamrock series where they have the, the one alternates they wear every year. Yep. And like, I don't know, at this point, you got to accept that the Shamrock series is part of Notre Dame. Yeah, it was funny. It's like, oh, Notre be- Dame making funny videos and cracking jokes and having fun. Like, yeah, and they're playing in Vegas against BYU, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It was, it was funny. And shout out, was, they had Mike Golick and Mike Golick Jr. I guess, like, who would have been... Um, is How do you say his name, Chris? Ken... I don't know. Ken Art. Young? Who Who is the guy who plays in The Hangover? Oh, Ken Jung. Ken Jung. Yeah, I don't know if it was Golick or Golick Jr. I guess it would have been Golick Jr. who would have been... No, I think it was Golick Sr. who would have been Ken. Anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, It was funny. It's funny. It's a great video. It's awesome. Great uniforms. Yeah, what was it? It looked like I haven't seen it... Fully, but it looked like the 93 uniforms, kind of like the Bryant Young old school 97 jersey. I don't know if that's the era that they're bringing back for this Shamrock series. I'm not quite sure, but uh, I'll have to take a closer look at that. Some throwback new school type stuff. Yeah, I just I just like the trim on the shoulders. I always like a good trim like that. You like the good trim, do you? Well, it's got because it's got the um, the, the actual dome. I, f- I forget it's the Basilica. What, yeah, I forget well, I the name of the what it is on campus. I should know. My dad went to Notre Dame. I should know this. Yeah, it's beautiful. But uh, I got to watch that video closer, man. I don't know what these... Is it like old school throwback mixed with a new school helmet? I don't know quite what yeah, they have they've, going they've on. They've got a video they just put out two days ago with like a closer look in all the details. But it's very it's very clean. I know what I'm doing here. I, I, love, I love Jersey talk. I love all this stuff. I, I was just... Talking with some of my friends who were like, ah, we don't want alternate helmets for the Lions. Like, dude, I love New Jersey looks. Like, half yeah. my wardrobe is basically becoming soccer jerseys. I love new uniforms. They're just so I, cool. I love that the NFL, known as the No Fun League, they're finally having fun. Like, all these alternate uniforms and the Bengals with their white helmets. Oh, those look so a- good. The whole white uniform Bengals look so good. It's, it's just fun. The helmet you have the room. throwbacks. It's cool. The helmet rule made no sense. No sense at all. It, it, because, it, like, they're doing it in college. Like, why not, like, 
it's well, not going to make that much of a difference. I think the they want to like quality control the helmets game to game, but like, yeah, it, it, it'd be easy to get new helmets for that. Like, yeah, I, I did mm-hmm. the, the, the Buccaneers tried to do like the creamsicle throwbacks, but they had to use their current helmets and just completely kills the look if you don't have Buck right. and Bruce. Oh uh, yeah. And you can go back to, and they have, thankfully now that they've changed it, I'm pretty sure they'll do it this year also. And Wash- the same thing with the Pat Patriot thing, those throwback uniforms. Yeah, those will be good. Washington had like that uh, leather style alternate <laughs> helmet a little while ago, and then they had to just wear the... Uh-huh. And also the Packers. The Packers, Packers had the did same that. thing. Yeah, and just the just brown helmets. Took all the emblems off the yellow one and it looked weird. <laughs> I love all that stuff, though, man. It's fun. It's a 17-game season. It's weird to me, too. Like some Players of these get throwback uniforms. Some of those uniforms that were game in game out were freaking disgusting like i don't care what anybody says those creamsicle uniforms if that was their common uniform those uniforms suck but for one game as a throwback they're freaking awesome i don't know how that works my favorite was when they had the afl like 50th or 60th anniversary yeah and they had all the afl teams wearing when they played each other they had them wearing their afl jerseys sure and they even had the officials in like the orange yeah, the orange official jerseys. That was the best. Yeah, that was that's. You know what? What cool team kind of does need to go back to its old identity, though? Uh, God, I forget the name of it. what's what's the name of those old green the Kel- the Jim Kelly greens for the Eagles. They're just oh, they're going to do Kelly that greens. this year. Yeah, yeah, but not, not just. Are, but it, are they doing it as a third, as an alternate, or is that like yeah, just permanent? an alternate? It's See, not I want the them. Per- I want them to permanently. You want go the back Kelly to greens yeah. back? Yeah, Love those. the Randall Cunningham jerseys right there. Absolutely. All right, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. There is a tease I will pay off. I'm going to get to the calls. People are on hold. I'll get to them. But uh, there is one team, season win total-wise, I think they're taking a step back. Tell you about that. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports Radio, I got two predictions in one for you. You ready for this? I think that there is a team that will be taking a step back this season. I'm looking at these season win totals. The Niners are at 10 wins. I'm taking the under. Taking the under. They were 10-7 and seven last season. Snuck into the playoffs. I think they're overrated because they made it to the NFC Championship game where uh, Jimmy G did not play well, and they still made it. But uh, it was a 50-50 ball game against the Cowboys. Cowboys ran out of time. They tried the the quarterback run there at the end. The blocked punt for a touchdown against the Packers. Like, good luck. Good luck surviving on that consistently. 
And with Trey Lance taking over first-year starting QB, I see them under 10 wins. Now, I'll give you another prediction real fast. Also, Alex Mack retiring their center. Lakin Tomlinson now with the Jets. Offensive line remake with the first-year starting quarterback. I just, I like the under. The other prediction tied to that. I think this season will be the year of Jimmy Garoppolo getting props that he doesn't truly deserve. I think that's going to happen because I anticipate the Niners taking a bit of a step back. I don't think they're going to be like a 4-13 and team or something crazy like that, but I think they take a step back, and I think you're going to hear a lot of, why did the Niners move on from Jimmy Garoppolo? Why would you mess with a good thing? Blah, blah. I think you're going to hear that type of stuff. I really do. I think Jimmy G is going to get more props than he truly deserves because it's going to turn into, oh, Jimmy G, look at his record. They were... What, 31 and 14 over the last five years with Jimmy G and blah, 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 blah. We all know he's got limitations. I call him Jimmy Just a Guy. I don't call him Jimmy G anymore. I call him Jimmy Just a Guy. He's not a difference maker. Not a dud, but he's not a difference maker. I really do. I think the Niners take a step back, and I think Jimmy G gets some props that he doesn't truly deserve. There you go. Two for one. Combo platter prediction for you. All right, let me go out to the phones here. Let's go to a Devin is in Denver as a quick thought for us. What's going on, Devin? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. So when people call you and they don't have all their facts together and then they start talking about facts, it's kind of hilarious. So he got a little confused, but Peyton Manning was accused of some kind of form of sexual misconduct and the NFL swept it under the rug. Just like they swept it under the rug with the owner for the Patriots. Just like Big Ben only got four games, and most likely the quarterback for the Browns is probably going to get eight instead of just four. But the, so you, you get, really look call- at that. That's a long time ago, though, man. It's different. Like, we're talking, what, pre-Ray Rice with Big Ben? We're talking post-Ray Rice with Deshaun. It's just, it's different. Like, the times are different now. I didn't I mean agree to write. The times are different. Yeah. I agree 100%. It, it, yeah. It's just like the last quarterback to get the biggest contract. It's yeah. going to be the latest quarterback to get the right. biggest contract. That's yeah. that's just how things are. But the thing is, it's it's still it's still congruent with how who's going to get treated in what in what kind of way, shape, or fashion. Like I said, the, the Peyton Manning stuff came up right when he won that Super Bowl, and then it was still swept under the rug here in Denver because they, they want to kiss his butt. But my whole thing is, like I said earlier, you had a gentleman call in complaining about his him and his wife shopping at the dollar store at two in the morning. Or he called you at 2 in the morning to complain about that in comparison to million-dollar athletes. The next time a, an athlete makes a million dollars and I care about it would be the first. I don't care what athletes make. I care if my team wins. So yeah, I don't no, I hear you. People... Hey, we're up against it, Devin. I appreciate you checking in, man. I, I hear you on that. Uh, coming up next, you might think I'm crazy for thinking this. I think it makes sense. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. You know, won't be the first time I might be accused of being crazy here. But uh, look, I can understand what's going to happen here. See, what I have, I have the gift that the Arizona Cardinals do not have. I have the gift of foresight. I can sense how things are going to be taken before it actually happens. I'm not perfect. I'm not Nostradamus over here. I'm wrong from time to time, but I've I've got a a decent gauge as to what 
might be said after I say something, right? The Arizona Cardinals don't. They have no gift of foresight because they put a clause in the contract with Kyler Murray requiring requiring him to study on his own for at least four hours, and it's turned into seemingly a world event. <laughs> I know it's not on that scale, but it just feels like it, doesn't it? It feels like it turned into a world event. They don't have the gift of foresight. They should have sensed how things would have gone, where things were headed, should this become public knowledge. They didn't. They screwed up. I can sense a lot of people will disagree with what I'm about to say here. Now, it's a random story, but I think there's a really interesting layer to it. So, Chris Carson, former running back with the Seattle Seahawks, he retired earlier this week. And if you look at the physical beating that this guy took, it was a very physical running back. I loved Chris Carson. He looked like a bodybuilder, right? Had the arms, had the tree trunk legs. Guy was built like a Greek god. And he's retired at the age of 27 due to wear and tear. He had this neck injury he suffered in week four of the 2021 season. Right, So he hasn't played since week four of last year. Had this neck injury, it wrecked his career. But he had suffered other injuries, right? Had a fractured hip in the 2019 season. Had a foot sprain that knocked him out for a month in the middle of the 2020 season. And then this neck injury. So what does this all mean? I think this. I think that it makes sense for running backs on occasion, to act like quarterbacks. Now, you're going to have to open your mind over here because as soon as I say this, I guarantee there are a lot of people like, what is this guy doing on the air? Shame on Fox Sports Radio for one, allowing this guy on the air and then paying him on top of it. He's stealing money over here. Before you get to that realm, just open your mind for a little bit. I think on occasion, it makes sense for NFL running backs to get what they can get yardage-wise and slide. Avoid punishment. Get out of bounds if you're along the sideline. Just don't take that additional wear and tear. There's a reason why running backs hardly last at all in the NFL. Chris Carson has retired at the age of 27. Now, I realize fully, you can't be an NFL running back and do this all the time. I'm talking about specific situations where a running back gets through the, the defensive line. You get to that second level. You get to that third level. And again, you get what you can. But then when you've gained all the yardage that you can, get down like a quarterback. Get down like the old school St. Louis Rams used to do. If you remember back, it's crazy to say back in the day, but it, it really is now. If you think back to those Kurt Warner you know, uh, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce days. Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce, they were infamous for getting as much yardage as they could and then getting down. They would just fall down. They might not slide feet first, but they would kind of dive. They would just kind of dive down under the tackle, under the hit, under the punishment, and they would save themselves the wear and tear. Why can't a running back do that? I mean, really, think about it. If you get to that third level, instead of trying to bowl over the strong safety into next week 
those hits pile up. I'm telling you, there's going to be one running back at some point who's going to think outside the box, and he's going to do what I'm saying. He's going to think, he might think this on his own, or he's a big fan of Fox Sports Radio, and I planted the seed over here, you know? But there's going to be a running back at some point that's going to do this on occasion. They've picked up as many yards as they really can, and they're going to get down and avoid the punishment. And I think it makes long-term sense. And this is not a criticism of Chris Carson. I'm not criticizing the guy. But if he looked to do this on occasion, his, his career might still be going. Maybe. Possibly. He might not have suffered all the wear and tear along the way. Probably. And so... Before you just automatically dismiss this and say, no, that's not the running back position. You can't have that mentality. You can't do that. No, 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 no. It's got to be bowling over people all the time. And it's like, okay, cool. Then your lifespan in the NFL is like three years. Good luck. (laughs) The running back position might be even less. I think there's something to it. I do. And I also think it's situational. I mean, really think about this. If you are, I mean, there's a difference between this is the the NFC Championship game. This is Super Bowl Sunday. It's like go for broke at that stage, right? I'm not looking for running backs to slide or avoid punishment. But if this is week three and you've got a 21-point lead and you get to the third level, yeah, it makes way more sense not to try to bowl over the strong safety. Get what you can and get down. Avoid the punishment. I mean, we look at quarterbacks like they're out of their mind for not doing that. And granted, they're not NFL running backs. But punishment is punishment. Chris Carson dished out a lot of punishment. Guess what? He took a lot of punishment. That's why the guy is retired at 27 years old. I really do think there's something to it. And I'm telling you, there's going to be a running back at some point that does exactly this. And it's going to change the mindset. A lot of people that are, I guarantee there are some listening to this that are like, this guy's out of his freaking mind. What is he talking about? Running back sliding? Avoiding punishment? No way. They're running backs. They dish it out. There's going to be a running back that does this, that avoids punishment. And there are going to be some people who hate it. And there are going to be some people that say, that makes sense. (laughs) Are you going to have a lot more longevity doing it that way? All right, 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. Uh, let me get out to the phones here. A couple of people want to check in. Josh is in Missouri, has a thought for us. Josh, you're on Fox Sports Radio, man. What's going on? Good morning, my man. I just wanted to uh, ask you a little bit what you thought about that quarterback battle going on out there in Pittsburgh. Um, I'll give you my thoughts when they come out of training camp. I think it's going to be Trubisky, Rudolph, and Pickett in that order. Oladukun will be a practice squad guy. Um, and I, I agree with what was going on earlier with um, they're not going to rush Kenny Pickett along. They're going to take this as a developmental year. You know, they're not in a hurry to get him as a starter. Um, so those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts, my man? What do you think about that battle out there? Yeah, I hear you, Josh. Thanks for the call, man. I think that well, first off, Man, when you take it down to the practice squad quarterback, that is, you're invested. You are black and gold right there, baby. You know, Steeler country. Uh, Props to you to to take it to that level. Uh, Look, it very well could be that way. 
I think that you're hearing a lot of this, and this goes back to like pre-training camp practices where Kenny Pickett was the third string guy. I don't know that he's going to remain there. He could. But I think that we're jumping the gun on this one where just because he was there pre-pre-training camp doesn't mean he'll remain there. Uh, I think if I had to put money on it, I think Mitch Trubisky probably starts the season. I think that there's a good chance Kenny Pickett get some reps during the season. I wouldn't expect Mitch to just, you know, light it on fire. And uh, he might have some lean weeks and the Steelers might have a meh season. And, and if Kenny Pickett's ready, they're going to throw him in there. Um, but yeah, I, the depth chart makes sense as of right now. I don't think there's any huge rush. And we got to get this guy in there right away. It's hey, bring him along, let him develop. And then if it takes a little bit of time, it takes a little bit of time. There's nothing wrong with that. Patrick Mahomes started one game his rookie season. <laughs> it didn't stunt his growth. Uh, he's fine. So if, especially if you have a quarterback that's not quite ready, I think it makes a lot more sense for him to rest, for him to wait, right? Be the quarterback in waiting. Think about, um, it's crazy to think now, but Aaron Rodgers, he sat for three years. It's crazy to think now in this day and age of quarterbacks, they're typically thrown in there. And look, I, I'm all for a quarterback taking his lumps and learning on the job as long as you've got a competent supporting cast, as long as he's not just establishing bad habits because the supporting cast sucks. His offensive line is trash. He's just taking a beating. He's not going through his progressions because his head might be taken off at any given time. I'm all for quarterbacks taking their lumps as long as they're ready they're up to speed enough and they're learning on the job and the supporting cast isn't just awful. Otherwise, I'm more in favor of them waiting. Yeah, give it a little bit of time. All right, we got it. It just says here, Trash in Hawaii. Uh, welcome to the show, Trash. What's going on? What's happening, Brian, my friend? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I got you loud and clear, man. Right on, my brother. Hey, I, so far, you know, you got to have a good handle, brother. I mean, mine fits me really well. But I, I like to Duke of Darkness, but I don't think it's quite you. It's cool, but I don't think it quite fits you. But so far, that's the best I've heard. I'm thinking about that one for you. But yeah, but yeah, I, I think what show, is man. it? Uh, yeah, the, oh no, wait, the Duke of Midnight. What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool too. But I don't know something about darkness. Not, I don't know. You, you're more of a light guy to me. You know what I mean? Okay, Even I'll take that. Even at night, you, 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 you shine. So well, I don't thanks, know. Man. That's just my opinion. That. But hey, I'm a regular caller to the Ben Mowers, so I'm one of the militia weirdos, right? Well, hey, man. But Welcome we to the, the we weekend weirdos over here, Trash. <laughs> we got something you got you to know about this one, brother. This is I'm 61 years old, right? Uh-huh. I got one eye, which is cool because I'm a Raiders fan. I get to wear an eye patch and my Raiders <laughs> gear. And, you yeah. know, that's, so it works for me. And... I ain't got a tooth left in my head. I've had so many bones broken, and and I've been dead three times, and all just all this stuff. But at sixty-one, I'm still still trying to be the best at my sport and trying to break a record. And you have any idea what that could be? <laughs> Man, I don't know what sport it is. With I'm a skater. Uh, I'm a skater. You're a skater, okay? And right now, the the the, the, the downhill speed record on a skateboard is ninety-one point three miles an hour, and I'm trying to break it. 
91.3 miles per hour downhill skateboarding. Wow, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that- I, so th- th- listen, the backstory on this is really cool. I moved over here to Hawaii. I've been here for about 20 years now. And, you know, now that I'm retired and I don't have to do anything but have fun, that's pretty much what I do. And I've never stopped skating. That's one thing I've done my entire life. You know, and at this stage, you know, and one of the reasons I keep skating is just to be with the kids and give them some direction. Because when you get to be old, that's what you're supposed to do is school the youngsters, right? And the skater kids are a wild bunch of kids. Yeah, we always, any, doesn't matter what generation, skater kids are unusual. They're a special breed, right? And a lot of them don't get enough attention. So, and they don't look at me like a grown up. So I get to hang out with them and teach them lessons and they just look at me like a big brother so it's cool you know but they, they don't want to listen to a grown-up or a, you know what i mean yeah man well hey that's awesome i hope that you break this record it's a very specific so record 91.3 listen, listen so i moved over here I, now i live up in the mountains and i live on this beautiful hill i always wanted to skate it but the no, roads here are notoriously terrible condition they just repaved this thing right so what do they have they have like a radar gun out there like you're a major league baseball pitcher or something how do they gauge you, this you, just, you, put, you put an you put an app on your phone and you just put your phone on you and it tells you exactly how you fast you're going oh, wow, average that's cool. what if oh, you yeah, fall down you on your phone to, that's that's your yeah, leg I'm right gonna, there i'm gonna do it live on the air we're doing when i go down that hill i'm gonna be mic'd up on the ben Maller show <laughs> that's great man i love we're that talking smack the whole way is that cool or what <laughs> nobody's ever done this this is groundbreaking stuff here people i love it it's a so new anyway, bit on Maller's show for sure Maller show i'm gonna do this if not this monday night which is, for Ben, it's still Sunday night here because of the time difference. Yeah. But it's either going to be on Monday night, this week, or next week. All right, so, man. Well, but hey, you can always go to the podcast and hear it. It's, it's going to be classic because nobody's ever done this, ever. Tried to oh, break a record. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's just a crazy thing to do. In the, I've already been 67 yeah. miles an hour on this hill. Wow, man, we got to bump that so up quite a I, bit I don't there. think I can break the record on this hill, but I can go find a bigger one after this, and I'll see how fast I can go. That's all you can do. <laughs> all right, man. Well, good luck with that. I appreciate you checking so anyway, in, Trash. But, 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 and I love your show. You guys are like family to a lot of us. So, you know, I, you know, because a lot of a lot of people that are into uh, radio are older people, and we don't have a lot of friends left. Or family <laughs> well, hey, around us. So, you know, I consider well, you family, brother. Well, that's awesome, man. I appreciate you checking in. That's great. And be safe. Please be safe while you're trying to break a record. That's Wow, that's great. Man, that is right up Big Ben's alley right there. Miked up Maller Militia callers trying to break records while miked up. That writes itself right there, you know? By the way, a quick half-pipe story for you. So one of my buddies at school... He was a skateboarder. I had never skateboarded in my life. And he built this like miniature half pipe. It was not a big deal. But I was like, uh, I've never skateboarded before. I'll try to drop in. It didn't go well. I, yeah, didn't go well at all. I was just wrecking everything. I never was able to drop in one time. Shockingly, the guy that never was on a skateboard before couldn't drop in on a half pipe. I don't know what's wrong with me. Sometimes I think I'm just capable of doing stuff I have no chance of doing. And uh, it's part of being young. Part of being young. I mean, maybe, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, sometimes we don't outgrow that. 
Like my guy Trash, he's at 67 miles per hour trying to get to 91.4. That's a big that's a big jump right there, you know? I'll say this last thing I'll say. Uh, he's a Raider fan. If I were a Raider fan, I would wear nothing but Raider gear. Best colors in sports. Not even close. I, I'm telling you, I'm a Dolphins fan. If I... and. Pfft, not even close to coolness of the Raiders colors. Yeah, it's hard to look, you know, imposing wearing aqua and orange. It just it doesn't really work. But I'm telling you, man, I would wear absolutely nothing but Raider gear. I don't care what the event was. If it was a it's a wedding, silver and black. It's like, hey, graduation, Brian, what are you wearing? Ah, silver and black. Oh, hey, um, funeral. Eps. Black works, so add a little silver, right? Like, I would wear nothing but the best colors in sports, easily. All right, coming up next, get to the phone. Some people want to check in on my running back idea. I wonder if there's anyone out there that's like, thumbs up, no, you're on to something over here. Also, can this quarterback be in a good position and also a bad position at the same exact time? I say yes. I'll tell you what that's all about. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Radio, shout out to Midnight Walker, tweeted the show and just wrote, I'll give you a pass, Brian, because you're half my age. That's, that makes me feel young right there. Appreciate that, Midnight Walker. He says, but I remember a Hall of Fame running back named Franco Harris who played when I was a child. He was vilified for going out of bounds to avoid hits, but long career and Hall of Fame. That's what I'm getting at. I know there's this kind of old school mentality of running backs. They don't go out of bounds. They bulldoze anyone in their way and cut down their lifespan in the NFL dramatically by doing it repeatedly like I don't know man I just think it makes sense with Chris Carson having to retire from the Seahawks and the NFL at the age of 27 I just I'm not calling them out I'm just saying even running backs they're dishing out a lot of punishment they're taking a lot and they're cutting their career down significantly by doing so I think it makes sense when the opportunity presents itself when you've gained all the yardage that you really can Get down. Avoid the punishment. Just get down. Right? Like, there's going to be a running back that does that. Now, let me get out to the phones here. Glenn is in Virginia, has a thought on running backs. Very curious about this. What's going on, Glenn? Oh, Glenn's out. Man, I rolled out the red carpet. That carpet was glistening, too. It was vacuumed. I put the, you know, the good smelling stuff on it. Made 
Freaking Glenn. That's all right. Maybe I had a good reason. We got Billy in New York wants to check in here. What's going on, Billy? It's 90 degrees in New York, and we're talking about running backs colliding with linebackers. <laughs> and Franco Harris, let me tell you something. Whoever, that's baloney about him running out. All running backs end out of bounds. Sometimes they get thrown out of bounds. Sometimes they run out of bounds and stop the clock. Clock. This guy was a tremendous football player, and he can handle the ball as a receiver too out of the backfield. Nonsense about Franco. I don't know if it's Franco Harris or Frank O. Harris. It was a little before my time, but I've seen so much and read about him. The guy, to me, is a great football player with four rings. Um, first so you didn't thought- watch him, and you're going to oppose the Midnight Walker who watched him as a kid. Oh, I watched those ga- playoff games against the Raiders on YouTube. I it's the playoffs, guy. dude. And, They're gonna go for and, broke in the playoffs. Yeah, but in, in regular season, you don't you don't change your style of play. Absolutely, you great, do. No, totally. This guy was no, no. The, the great players come to play. Willie Mays is playing center field in April the same way he would play it in October. Great players. That's baseball, always, dude. That's not but, playing running. That's not a collision sport. What about colliding with a Sandy Colfax fastball or sliding into first base on a play where you should really be just about out and you dive in there, you collide or something? Baseball is a sport. That's, it's not like football. It's not, a collision it's not like sport, football. Man, come on. It's not like football. We understand that. But it's a wear and tear sport, too. And the game, the greatest players always show up to play. Franco Harris is a tremendous football player. That knock on him was brought up by people who were jealous of him. But also, quickly, before we get to back to football, because I talked about We've got to go fast here, Billy. We don't have all night, bud. What do you want to okay. say? What do you want to get to? All right. Okay, listen. I became famous in talk radio for supporting Patrick Buchanan for president, right? Pat Buchanan was the man. If he would have won... Who cares? Who cares? We're talking sports here. Oh, okay. All right, but that's like a... Politics is like a sport. No, it's not. Billy, thanks for the call, bud. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? We got Brian Fenley. Let's hand the baton to him. Politics is not sports. What's going on here, Brian Fenley? Yeah, usually, Brian, you're really good at segueing from one segment to another or handing that baton over. The way in which that caller tried to segue sports into politics (laughs) uh, might want to take a course in in how you transition smoothly. That was quite the call, Brian. But let's begin in the NBA, where according to ESPN, the league is sniffing around the 76ers because there is some allegations out there that Philly might have been involved in tampering this summer and it stems at towards the way in which they were able to bring back James Harden and do it for a, a pay reduction which also allowed the team to bring on more pieces like PJ Tucker and Daniel House. In Major League Baseball, the Astros dominate the Mariners 11 to 1. Justin Verlander picked up the win in 7 and 2 thirds innings of work, 5 hits, 5 strikeouts, 1 earned run and and the Mariners, while they got the loss, they did get a win in that they pulled off a trade in getting righty all-star pitcher from the Reds, Luis Castillo. And Seattle would shell over four players, including their two top minor league prospects, back to, to Cincinnati in that transaction. The Padres, they were all over the Twins, 10 to one five home runs for San Diego, including one for Manny Machado, which would be his 17th on the year. And there are reports out there that the Padres are finishing up 
a re-signing of a pitcher and Joe Musgrove, which would be a contract extension that would go to the tune of five years and $100 million. The Dodgers best the Rockies 5-4. to four. The Braves scale past the Diamondbacks 5-2 to two as Kyle Wright picked up his 13th win of the season, which leads the National League. The Brewers and Guardians got wins against their respective opponents in the Red Sox and Rays. The Yankees beat the Royals 11-5. Aaron Judge with six RBIs, two home runs, including a grand slam. He's got 41 dingers on the season. No one has that many in the league this year. The Mets shake free of the Marlins 6-4 as Brandon Nimmo coming up with that clutch two-run blast to break a 4-4 tie late in the ballgame. And in regards to golf, we've got two professional tournaments happening at the PGA Tour up in Detroit. It's the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Taylor Pendrith is minus 15 through 36 holes through two rounds. He carded a 65 on Friday and has a one-stroke advantage against Tony Finau, who was solo second at 14 under par. And then Hendrick Stenson is caught up in a tie after one round with Patrick Reed. Both are at seven under at the Live Golf Invitational, which happens to be their third event of that tour's young inception. It hasn't been long since they've been up and running with that. Let's get it back to a man who... Well, he used to live in Portland where they've had a live event. It's Brian No. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm going to get to the calls here momentarily, but uh, I'll give you a couple of uh, quick opinions here, fast break style. So there's a quarterback. I think he's in a good position. I think he's in a bad position at the same time. I think it's Trey Lance of the 49ers where the reason he's in a good position, he's got a really good supporting cast. You got to... You got a good running game. Elijah Mitchell was good last year. You got good targets to throw to. You got great targets. When you have the one-two combo of George Kittle, Debo Samuel, who are expecting to be under contract, it's hard to do better than that. Sprinkle in Brandon Ayuk. You got a lot of talent to work with. Good defense. So that's the good part of the position he's in. The bad part is that the expectations. The expectations. This isn't just taking over for Jimmy Garoppolo. And look, the Niners won a lot of games. I would argue not because of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd argue more times than not in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo. But nevertheless, they won a lot of games with him as the quarterback. So he's going to be compared to that guy immediately. Jimmy Garoppolo, in his career, has started 47 games. It'd be unfair to expect Trey Lance to be as good or better when he's started two games so far in his NFL career, right? So he's going to be compared to Jimmy Just a guy, as I call him. But he's also going to be compared to, it's like the formula. It's the Mahomes formula. It's you've got a quarterback that's good, but he's limited, and we want to do better. We're swinging for the fences over here. So it's the Mahomes model. The Niners are doing exactly what the Chiefs did. The Niners are doing exactly what the Rams did. The Rams did this with the Jared Goff-Matthew Stafford thing. So with these comparisons in mind, (laughs) it's not a great position to be in. That's where it differs from these other young quarterbacks. Like uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, any of these guys, Mac Jones, they're not in the same position expectation-wise 
We're not comparing Justin. Uh, we're not comparing um, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, to the quarterback before him. It's like pop quiz. Quick, who was it? Uh, it's like, oh gosh, I, uh, I'm not quite sure. Like, give me a second, here, right? It's different for Trey Lance. So yeah, I think he's in a good position with supporting cast. I think he's in a bad position expectation-wise and comparison-wise. I think that's an interesting blend right there. But this idea that Jimmy G, oh gosh, he took down the Packers. Yeah, they blocked a punt for a touchdown. He did nothing in that game. And a couple of years ago when they won in the NFC Championship game, he threw six passes. That's like some Bob Greasy stuff back in the 70s. He threw six forward passes. (laughs) (laughs) But you watch. You watch the Niners take a bit of a step back, even though Trey Lance is starting for the first time in his NFL career after playing at the FCS level and only having so many starts under his belt collegiately. Oh my gosh, it's going to be like, what were they thinking? Why would they do that? And the price tag, the amount that they had to pay to move up, the draft capital, man, expectation-wise, not a rosy position to be in. It's just not. All right, with that, let me get to the phones here. Let's go to uh, Scooter is in New York. Curious what he has to say. What's going on, Scooter? Yes, sir. How are you this morning? Good, bud. How are you? Good. Good. All right. I listen to you. I'm... uh, I can't hang up. So anyway, whatever. Anyway, what's your first question, sir? Or you can tell me to ask my first question, whatever you prefer, sir. I, you called me, man. I don't have a question for you. What, what's on okay. your mind? Well, I don't hang up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I tell you my next statement. <laughs> it's simply I'm a lifelong Dallas Cowboy fan, so you can hang up now if you like. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Uh, anyway, my problem is this. Several, it's across the NFL, every league in the entire world, let's face it, all right? They're very talented, but they've already forgotten where they came from. How and have they I forgotten where they came from? What's that? How have they forgotten? Because I'll I'll try my best to keep this clean. Um, they're griping about millions of dollars, and as, as recently as yesterday, <laughs> me and my wife were asking who went to the dollar sport store and went. Come on, man! Why, why, thank you for checking in, man. Is this a repeat? Was that a? <laughs> it's literally the same format. He no, used a different name. <laughs> was that like uh was that a recreation? It was the same guy. It's just I, I don't think it was the same it, guy either. This has been happening for several weeks on this show too. Guys are calling in <laughs> complaining about contracts. It, you know what? I feel like to start with you and Andy. Because like Andy had this thing about contracts remitted on on oh. the Sunday show. Yeah. And just, ever since then I've noticed every time we do this show, someone is calling in to complain about Oh, I don't like that football players are making millions of dollars. Yeah, man. I don't. It's like someone's put a sticker on the back of this show that is like a bat signal for guys to call in and complain about <laughs> money in sports. Oh, man. All right. We'll regroup. 
You know, real fast while we're here, Jed who fled, my guy, he's always uh, good for a punchline here or there. Let's see what, uh, what's on Jed who fled's mind. Don't do drugs. Jed, what's going that on? That guy was like an old Alan Jackson. Have you forgotten in the NFL where your hometown roots are? Or was that guy just drunk as hell? Have you forgotten? I mean, that guy, that was, that was terrible, man. That guy's bad. <laughs> but if I had money, I'd probably forget where I came from, too, because, I mean, we, we're, we're a we're like a family amongst us. You know, we got, we got a full set of teeth in these parts. I do I mean, like Jed. Guy, I like how he called in and he was like, what's your question for me? I was like, yeah. uh, <laughs> we don't have one, man. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, well, uh, let me just, I'll dial in. You, you can hang up, call her, and I'll take your, uh, I'll take your uh, answer off there or something like that. Uh-huh. I can't yeah. even, oh, the, the, you hear the duck quack, dude? That's the plug, dude. Hey, <laughs> that's a drug call, ironically. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, hey, that, your callers, dude, make me feel good in comparison. I love the show, man. I feel like a five-star caller, I mean, on Ben's, too. But compared to Ben, you're a five-star host. Much love, fellas. Have a good one. Well, thank you. That's nice of you. Yeah. Mm. Good singing voice, though, I will say, by uh, Jed Who Fled right there. Actually, we got a singing voice before we get out of here. I got a surprise for you guys. Very nicely done. We'll get to that. And uh, also, yeah, I got to get to this team, right? They've got a, a big loss. They've got a big name. And uh, I just want to compare notes here real fast. How uh, One team just, again, late to the party. As usual, we'll shoehorn as much good stuff as we can before we get on out of here. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. A little bit of uh, Black Sabbath feel before this part, Chris. A little uh, Children of the Grave I was going to say, I, uh, I used to run a metal show in college. Yeah, I took it over from someone, and she was obsessed with this band. This is Russian Circles, but she okay. was obsessed every every show. She had to play Russian Circles. Oh, nice, good for her. It's good for ratings, right there. Get to the phones here momentarily. I want to look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers real fast. Big loss, big loss. Ryan Jensen, stud center, he goes down. Expected to miss multiple months. Bad, bad for Tom Brady. The interior pass rush doesn't like the interior pass rush over there. The GOAT, Tom Brady. So Jensen going down, it's a big deal. Here's the uh, head coach, Todd Bowles. What do you have to say about Jensen? Don't know the severity of it per se, but I do know he'll miss some significant time up to a couple of months, whether he'll be back later in the season, November or December. That depends on what they find in the knee, but he won't be available anytime soon. Yeah, not good, not good. So that's the big loss for Tampa. The big name, though, if we focus on this team for a little longer, Julio Jones. So we know it's not vintage Julio anymore, but I think a lot of people have this wrong. 
I've heard nothing but, oh, gosh, what are they doing? Why would they get this? It hasn't been positive at all. And I, I just completely disagree. I don't expect Julio to tear it up. But you know what I expect? I expect him to be a different version of Antonio Brown. It's like I know stylistically, that's not the comparison. Like Antonio is more of a, a smaller, quicker guy. Julio is a little bit bigger, right? They're just different wide receivers. But production wise, was Antonio Brown before he, he left the team, was he productive? Was he useful? Did he help Tampa? Yes, 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 yes. If you have a stamp, it's just yes, 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 yes. He helped the team. He didn't light it up. His numbers were nowhere near his best numbers in Pittsburgh. Not even close. It's a fraction of them. Like, not even a third of his receiving yards or catches at times. And and he was still productive. So, that's why I think people are missing this with Julio Jones. You put And by the way, Antonio was banged up. He missed time. Julio's been banged up recently. Might be banged up with Tampa. He can still be useful. He can still be valuable. So, I think there's this silly idea of, oh, he's not what he used to be. Therefore, what? It's not useful at all? Like... He's just filling a role like Antonio did. Antonio caught a touchdown pass when they beat the Chiefs. That helped him. Like I expect Antonio, I expect Julio to do something similar with them. And by the way, the uh, Packers late to the party again inquired about Julio Jones before he signed with another team. That's just a common theme for the Packers. Oh, we're interested in OBJ. Oh shoot, we didn't get him. He went to the Rams and won a Super Bowl, right? Ah, we're interested in Julio. Ah, he went to Tampa. Eh, probably going to work better. <laughs> always late. They're always kicking the tires and not making it happen. You know, and I'm not expecting Julio to crush it. But as a Packer fan, they'll be like, oh, well, he's banged up. Well, yeah, well, you have Sammy Watkins. Good luck with that. He's banged up all the time, too. All right, with that, we go rapid fire. A couple of minutes. Let's go to Cowboys Corner. Our guy in Windsor. What's going on, Cowboy? Oh, hi, Brian. Well, today's the 47th anniversary of the uh, disappearance of the corrupt uh, Teamsters president, James Hoffa. And also, uh, uh, it's the 88th birthday of uh, former MLB commissioner uh, Alan H. Bud Seeley yesterday. Uh, former uh, Major League player um, Felix M- uh, Mantia was 88. And uh, let's see, the gubernator, Ar- Arnie, is 75 today. And uh, Clunk, uh, Jim's form, uh, first uh, champion, uh, Hilmer Kenny, is uh, 67 today. And also, uh, 45 years ago today, uh, the uh, great uh, uh, Carlos Monzon came, off, uh, came back from a fifth-round uh, knockdown to successfully defend the uh, world middleweight title for the 14th and final time. He retired after the fight and defeated um, uh, and 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 de- de- defeated. I forget his name, but anyway, it was uh, Jan- July thirtieth, nineteen seventy-seven. Rodrigo Valdez. Also tomorrow, uh, former Detroit Tiger pitcher uh, Terry Fox will be eighty-seven, and another former Detroit Tiger pitcher, uh, Bill Pierce, died uh, seven years ago tomorrow at eighty-eight. Monday is our holiday, uh, commemorating the hundred eighty-eighth anniversary of the ab- abolition of slavery in the British. Empire, now the British Commonwealth, of which Canada is a part. And former whack job, North Carolina Congressman uh, Madison Cawthorn will be uh, 
27 uh, Monday, and also uh, the second uh, pronged champion, uh, Thomas Hearns, knocked out Pepino Cuevas in the second round. It was August 2nd, uh, 1980, to win the World Boxing Association uh, Welterweight Champion. Butch Patrick, who used to be um, uh, Eddie Munster, will be 69 uh, uh, on uh, uh, Tuesday, and um, of course, Tom Brady will be uh, 45 next Wednesday, the third, and his um, wife, Giselle Bunchen, was uh, 42 J- uh, July 20. Speak to people next week. Remember, you've got to be a boy to be a cowboy. Oh, bye. Very nice. Very nice. By the way, we segue from Jed Who Fled's nice singing voice to Jordan Davis of the Philadelphia Eagles, about 341 pounds, singing as a rookie, a little taste. Check out the pipes. I'm Chloe Mary. Okay. She's my man. I mean, that's that's pretty solid right there. You know, you didn't get the chorus right there, but shout out to Jordan Davis doing some Rick James. Very nicely done. Enjoy your morning here. Have a good one on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 